Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9am on Cork's Red FM. And as they say in the red tops today, soak up the sun because temperatures are set to drop. Uh, parts of Ireland set to sizzle today before they take a sharp nosedive right across the country tomorrow night. I don't know about a sharp nosedive, maybe going from 16 to 17 to 14 and we'll have to see what next week brings. But uh, other than that, uh, many of the papers talk very positively about vaccinations. Front of the Echo this morning is as positive as you can get. COVID is shrinking and the fully vaccinated can resume normal life. One of the more updated stories is uh, one of the online ones this morning in the independent independent.ie where they so say that you know if you're if you're in the in the 30s waiting for the jab um it could slow down next month in the sense that people in their 30s who register could be waiting for a further month after they uh, register for the jab before they actually get it at all. And that's why you're seeing, I suppose, headlines of the papers this morning saying that if you're in, in your 30s under the, under the, over the summer, don't go abroad. I, I mean, these are the health chiefs saying that. Don't go abroad if you're under 30. It's a headline story making the, uh, making the mail today. But there's been nearly three and a half doses rolled out uh, as we hit our peak, but 61% of the people of Ireland now have had their first dose and 31% are fully vaccinated. So uh, I suppose it's the 31% who'll be looking at a lot more freedom, a lot faster, uh, and the younger, not so much. Um, but uh, it, it, like it, the, the, the green passport, the digital passport, will be the big playmaker on this one as we, as we head forward. Like, for instance, the Irish Times this morning has a survey asking people if they intend to summer holiday, if they intend to holiday abroad this summer. And extraordinarily, only 14% of them said yes, they were going to do an overseas summer holiday. 78% said no, which means that, you know, 80% of people are going to holiday at home. They also asked about whether or not people were looking forward to socializing across the summer. And just under 70% said yes, but the figure for those who are still anxious is in and about 30%. So the, de- the, the, the digital green search will allow those who are fully vaccinated to head overseas, even though the Irish Times suggests that most people won't want to uh, from uh, July 19th. And that's the story that makes the examiner today where they say that also this digital green search, which I imagine just you probably go onto some app or some website or it might even just be downloaded automatically to your phone or whatever the case may be. I don't know how it would work for people who don't have a phone, but digital green search will be also used perhaps to uh, not just allow international travel from July, but also that search, that digital search could also get you into mass gatherings, concerts and sporting events and, and things like that. So as I say, 90% planning a, a, pre- a holiday uh, in Ireland. And that's why I suppose to a large extent you can understand why the Restaurant Association are challenging what they deem is just irrational, that the government would allow people to eat indoors in hotels just because they're residents, but not allow people to eat indoors in restaurants. You can kind of understand where they're coming from on that one. Uh, locally, a um, bit of a worry on Cumara Park on Wednesday night. Apparently, the guards are looking for witnesses. The Echo reports this morning that, um, that the community in the Glen around Cumara Park are upset and shocked following a suspected petrol bomb attack on a home in the area. So that's the story making the echo. Talking of the Glen and the Glen Valley Park, that would be a great place to visit if you haven't been there yet. Even later on today, if you have a chance. I mean, it's a glorious, glorious place. A park at the Dillon's Cross um, car park and you spend an hour in there. It's just magnificent. It's a jewel in the crown of the city and certainly something the north side should be very proud of. And something we should be very proud of as well is that... <laughs> I couldn't help but laughing. You'd almost, have, you'd almost be puffing up the old chest when you hear that in the air index monitoring survey of the whole of Europe uh, that we do really well and in the air index monitoring survey of the whole of Ireland, Cork has the cleanest air. <laughs> 
kind of you kind of knew that. You'd kind of expect it, wouldn't you? Being from Cork, two conflicting stories though. The Echo says that crime levels have fallen sharply during COVID, and the Mirror then says knife crime offences are soaring by fifty percent year on year despite lockdown. So where do you go? And um, you know, for years and years, nothing was happening with regards to the death and the murder of Sophie Toscan de Plantier. Like nothing for 25 years or so. And then all of a sudden, like buses, uh, all sorts of podcasts and uh, documentaries come along. And in the space of, you know, we've got a, a, two different documentaries. One is so starting on Sunday night, which is the Sky one. And then you have the Netflix documentary that uh, um, is uh, launching next week. And of course, you have the West Cork podcast and all of the papers talk. It doesn't solve the murder, incidentally. Um, and God knows will it ever be. Uh, but certainly, uh, there's either a feast or a famine. And of course, uh, who gets lost in all of this? Uh, Sophie Tuscan de Plantier herself. And in a sporting, well, we had bad news yesterday. Mother of God for tennis fans, what a day it was yesterday with Federer being beaten in Halle. Um, and uh, Andy Murray, who actually played quite well yesterday in Queens, went out in the second round, but could do an awful lot better in Wimbledon. And of course, Rafa is saying that he's not going to play Wimbledon, nor the Olympic Games. Games. But the big ticket item today, I suppose, is England v Scotland. And they're expected to down three and a half million pints this evening. I mean, I don't know who's going to be doing all the drinking, I suppose, at home on both sides of the border. Uh, but many, many Scots have already arrived um, in kilts. The Tartan army descending on London today to meet the old enemy amid criticism that there are no fan zones. Um, um, you know, it's a, it's a, I don't know what they mean by fan zones. Is that to do with segregation, I wonder? Awful shame that you need segregation in sport, isn't it? Uh, but um, I'll be coming back to that a little later on this morning because um, we did, we actually have some fun on that because there was uh, some questions being asked with regards to whether you think Paddy Power are right to be offering money on every goal that England score. But anyway, that's for another day, or at least for another hour. Lines open one 850 The Neil Prenderville Show. With Tesco, working to make food more sustainable. All right, it's a free food Friday today, being Friday, and everybody loves Friday. And you've got an extra branch of Oak Farm Pizza now as well because they just opened the new store in the East Village in Douglas. So text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. You may be at work, you may be working from home, you may be with or without your colleagues or whatever the case may be but text who you are and where you are 086-8104-106 we'll have three winners again today you will each receive four large pizzas with sides I shall then send you the vouchers and you can distribute them collect them get your hot piping pizza and have a bit of a pizza party courtesy of ourselves an oak fire pizza real wood fire pizza Douglas Clonakilty Bandon Princess Street, Gillabby Street, and the East Village in Douglas. So their list of shops gets longer and longer. Okay, so we'll do. We'll start with the shout-outs in about half an hour's time. Now, uh, I wanted to touch base and come back again to a story from earlier on in the week, all week long. Uh, I've been reading out emails. I've been speaking to callers about builders who have done substandard work for people all over Cork. You might recall the very sad and tragic story that Catherine told us earlier in the week. She was telling me about the tragic circumstances surrounding the death of both of her parents. And we listened to her and everybody uh, felt for her. Absolutely. This is just a little bit of what we chatted about earlier in the week. My father died and um, had the funeral. And at the funeral, my mother got a massive stroke and died. At the funeral? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I'll be honest, Neil, I don't think I still believe it. And that's the truth. I still don't think I do. Oh because we, God, buried them, we buried them both together. The funeral, was, st- the funeral was stopped? We had to, yeah, we had to, because we had to put them down together. It was the best thing we could do. Even the poor man in the funeral home, nobody was doing. 
Um, Catherine uh, decided uh, to create a memorial garden for her mam and dad and she hired five-star fencing uh, to do the work. They left the back garden and it's still two years later like a building site with so much cement at the back. You can't open the back door. No, and the thing is, Neil, it was supposed to be for my father. I know. It was supposed to be for my parents. Did you tell... nothing there. Did they know that? They did. I oh, told my the God. Story. The heartlessness of it. It's like, Neil, how anyone can sleep at night. Because, I, I, honest to God, Neil, I, myself and my husband were two decent people. And did, <laughs> your, husband, Lord, did no. your husband give the 4,000 cash on top of the other 3,000 cash? Out he of gave them whatever they wanted. Out of Neil. fear. He just, he just gave it to them. And even this morning, oh, he was so upset. He didn't want me to do this, but I, I, I'm carrying this for two years inside me. It's I know, just it terrible. Fortunate. I mean, the way I, people are taking advantage of it. open the door. The cement has gone up to the door. We can open the door. He's cemented up to the door. Catherine joins me by phone on this Friday morning. Catherine, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you, girl? Any better? I'm good. I say happy tears now. Um, it was a roller coaster um, yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't think I stopped crying for two I know, days. I know, I know. Um, I know. A lot of emotion. Um, I think it was two years of, I nobody knew, I, even my family, I, it was a secret. I, I told mm. nobody and like being able to, everybody knows, mm. you know. Is it a relief uh, now? More uh, relief than anything else? A relief. I, I'm sleeping. I don't think I slept for two years. I, I didn't realise how bad it was. Mm, okay, and okay. Um, for two years, then it hit me. And as I said, it's it's, it's unreal. Okay. Unreal. And there were, I'm beyond grateful. Not at all. There were many other emails and calls and texts as well. And an awful lot of people actually did not want to come on air. Uh, you you pontific well not pontificated but you struggle as to whether you should and, and of course your husband didn't want you but you did come on air and that prompted a call from Paul from Southern Green Homes yeah. he, he called you know Paul doesn't want any of the glory uh, he's happy to do whatever he can but he's he's just he's, he's not coming on air and I appreciate that but I'm eternally grateful, grateful to him for, for what he's doing for you but how did his visit go? Um, he called yesterday um, a Torah gentleman yeah. Torah gentleman um, all he wants to do is give me a garden and you're absolutely right. He doesn't want to be in the limelight. Um, he just wants to do the job. But I mean, you can't be grateful to him. I have to thank him. Do you know? Is there much involved, do you think? Did he say? I, Did he give any um, indication? I'll be honest. I, I was kind of still in shock. I, I don't know what I was saying. Um, I think, I don't really know, but I, I know that it's the cement. You see, you can't put on paving slabs because right. the cement is so high up. I know. He, di- I he didn't, he didn't, I know, but th- he's, you're, ta- you're with professionals now, so that's going to be a thing of the absolutely. past very soon. So uh, he yeah, didn't, absolutely. he didn't express any dismay or astonishment. He probably just assessed the war quietly, did he? Yes. Yeah. And he, yes. Yeah. And he, he, he's drawn up a plan and sent it around to me. Like, but to be fair to the man, it's, it's not an easy job. I know that much. It, it's big and it's, it's, it's not a small square of a garden, no. It, it isn't. Like, he's, he's been very humble. It's, yeah, yeah. But in, in spite of seeing it, there. in spite of seeing whatever is there, he, he's, committed in, he's committed to do it, in spite of this, perhaps the size of the, of the undertaking. Yeah. He's happy to carry yeah. on. 
Absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of work to make. Now he can fix the door. He's, he can actually fix the door. That can be fixed. That can be opened. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great then. Um, in a matter Absolutely. of time, then perhaps any time scale involved. Do you know? Neil, to be honest, I didn't really talk to the man because I whatever was, it takes. Yeah. <laughs> I was still stunned. I was stunned, and I I, I was nervous. It was. I know. I know. Just well, listen, the money's gone, the 7,000 is gone, you need to put that behind you, uh, you're not, you know, I mean, I, I know you went to Revenue, I know you went to Social Welfare, I know you went to Fraud Squad and all those kind of things, If you know, that's, yes, in, that's in the past for you, but right now what you need to focus on is that this is coming to an end. It is, like, because I actually found I have, I had bought myself a dream catcher of a butterfly, I forgot about and I think I hid it because I couldn't look at it. Yeah. And I know I can't do it now, but to me, when the garden is finished and I put up that butterfly. Delighted. That'll yeah. be, that'll be the day. Yeah. I it will. It'll, it'll be, be the cherry on top, won't it? It will. It will. And it'll be like, you know, it's over. Yeah. The nightmare is over and I, I can move on and I, I can enjoy it. So that is the butterfly. I don't need the things that went missing. I have the butterfly. And, so the, you know, so, yeah. that, that'll be, that's it, I know. And you'll I have your memorial I, garden for your dad yeah. and indeed your ma'am. Uh, I don't mean to poke the bear here, but there's no news on all of the, there's no news on all of the tools or anything, no, is there? No, no. I know there, like, there is a huge, huge amount of people that's off coming out of the woodwork huge now I know my phone was going for two days but I just I wasn't able to cope with it um, I have to say um, Gary that came on first that, that um, the man Gary that ran yeah. the show this yeah. Monday yeah. great credit to that man yeah. it's, he got this ball rolling this wouldn't have happened for me only that that man rang yeah Gary good, hang on a second there. Gary good morning Oh, uh, good morning, Neil. How are you? I, I wanted to just bring you in there because Catherine wanted to thank you for being the first person to bring this up. Not at all, not at all. Um, we're just delighted. My wife and myself actually, if that came out of it, that she totally deserves it. We're absolutely thrilled for it. Yeah, yeah. So when we speak again, Catherine, um, yes. it will be when the work is finished and I'll have the photographs of your beautiful garden in front of me. Absolutely. All yes. Right. Okay. yes. I, I get good photographs. And um, I'll get them to you, even if I I'll get somebody. Uh, you, well, I would imagine I would imagine that um, probably Paul from Southern Green Homes will take proper yeah, photographs. He, yes, he will. And as I said to yourself, all the team in uh, Red FM, I know the day I told you the story, it hit hard with you. You were you were dead set on helping me. It was there was no doubt about it. You took the story. And as I said, I'm grateful to yourself. I'm grateful to Gary for bringing this to light. It would never have happened. Hopefully, like, they will be stopped. Nobody else should go through this. And to Paul, who is now come on board and, like, do this tough job and rectify this is just amazing. And kindness of wins evil. Yeah. And there always will need. But you're foregoing everything that was taken from the shed, are you? I know it seemed to have gone on about the shed all of the time, but it, what was there it was, was is now gone, all of your dad's it's gardening. Two years. Yeah. It's, it's two years. All right. It's gone. Okay. You know, okay. Now, whether there's so much going on, whether 
I'm going to be interviewed about what happened and things. I, I don't know any of that. Okay. Like the, all, right. all I know is they are still operating two days ago. Okay, well, I'll give out the list of company names again. I don't really call yeah. them. They're not actually technically companies as we know them as such. But anyway, listen, um, we'll chat again. It could be in a matter of weeks. It could be a matter of months. I don't know. But when we talk again, it will be at the completion of the job. All right? Absolutely. And as I said, there's no more sad tears. All, all right, Catherine. Well, it, well, there and may be tears. There'll so, be tears so of joy. Much. There'll be tears of joy to I come when the work is done. <laughs> I can open my door and I can let the sun shine in. All right, girl. Go ahead and get out and, and enjoy some sunshine now. All right. You. Cheers, bye Catherine. Bye. Take care. Take care. Of course, it was Gary that started all this off um, back at the start of the week. I think you were you were belayed by about was it about four thousand six hundred the cost in the end? If I'm right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Four thousand six hundred cash. Yes. All gone. All yes, gone. Was, uh, okay. okay. Yes. Yes. And and fair play to you. And you were the first to bring this to our attention. Um, Jason, uh, who is a professional tradesperson, went to your house to have a look. Um, how did that go? Yeah, um, I, I was thankful for him to call him and have a look at it, and um, I don't think he was really aware of uh, <laughs> the size of the damage really that was done. He came in to look at the, at the manhole and the fencing, which he saw was, uh, the manhole was unsafe, the fencing wasn't concreted down, but I think his attention was quickly just taken from everywhere he looked. Everywhere he looked, he said, oh God, oh God. Um, he said, you, you can't fix it. There's no fixing it. Um, it just has to be totally ripped out, taken out. Ah, yeah, but there's not more than fencing and, here. There are just the patio slabs. There was also the pergola, the big, um, yes, the, the yes, big canopy, thing. which which leaks yes. leaks all over the place. Yes, that's that's gone. That has to come down. It's no good. As, as I said on Monday, all the timbers that were used were of the the wrong dimensions. They all have to be. Yeah, but there was no the, there was no ceiling. I mean, what is that? Plastic is it or, or what? It is plastic. It's just the way that the, the plastic um, would have been okay if it was put up properly. But now there's all holes in it. It was sagging. It was flowing the wrong way, right. and then it was all pouring into the. So he everybody got a free shower, as I was saying to you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. everything was substandard, and the only way now is to drag it all back, take it out, a huge skip, and get rid of it all. A lot of the, the slabs that are down appear to be seconds, from what, from what he and I can see anyway. S- there were seconds, as in... They appear to be, they, they should be like... Uh, what were, we call re- rejects. Are, yes, that's what they appear to be to, to us. They're not what they should be in colour. Yeah. So everything has to be taken and dumped and staffed again. So apart from the cost of of doing the pergola and the fencing and the the slabbing again, there would be the extra cost of taking it all out and into a landscape and removing it before you can start. <sighs> so yes, it will cost a lot more to fix it than it would have had first day. And you know all of this business about the craftsman's guild or something, you know? What is that? Do you yeah. Uh, yes, I I contacted them and they claim to be a member of the Irish Guide of Master Craftsmen, I think it's called, and they said that any of those so-called names of companies that he have has never been a member or has never been vetted, vetted by them. They said they tried to contact him, but he keeps hang, he keeps hanging up on them. All right, so there's no comeback then through another channel to get money back out of the job, or you know, you know, sometimes you get a home bond and you get a guarantee, or they're bonded. No, and they, it's all I rubbish. understand. Yeah, it's no, all rubbish. no, I, okay. I, 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 I tried that angle. Yeah, um, as I said in my last conversation with you, he said he'd ring me back, but okay. he's ignoring my messages and he's ringing so, my calls. So here's where we're at with you now. Um, Jason had a look at it. He says he'll fix the drain. 
everything else has to be ripped down and dumped and it will cost more money to fix than what was paid for the initial job. Yes. Father yes. of God Almighty. So you're four six down, 4,600. Uh, and unless there's some kind of help from someone who can help, help you out with it, you'll be paying that and more to do the job. Yes, it's first of all, it's a case of dragging everything out first. Uh, and the cost, and the cost of, of skipping it too. Yes, well, skips are expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's everything just has to be taken out, and then he can he would be able to give me a proper price on on what has to be done. As you said, there was nothing levelled off. There was no. It wasn't compacted down. Um, it appears that so, the pointing was just brushed in. Yeah, sure. It looks. Yeah, well, everything. Yeah. What you are you going to? You can see from the What sir, are you going to do? Um. Well, first of all, my my priority actually was like, um, the, the initial. A reason for the garden was similar to the captain. My wife wanted it to remember her dad. So uh, my first priority is my wife because she's um, she's pretty upset. But we'll get over it. And after that, we will just have to turn leave and stop. You Are you upset? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'm upset that I got caught first of all, you know, because I, <laughs> I normally wouldn't. I just had my eye off the ball, like, you know, and I'm... Um, I'm pretty upset that my wife's upset, you know. But um, as I said, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get over between us. For those that didn't hear earlier in the week, um, your father-in-law was near the end of life. He was passing from cancer and had been brought home, I think around about the same time, wasn't it, for palliative care at home. And your yes, wife and yes. your mother-in-law were looking after him and it was a very, difficult, yeah, yeah, it was a very difficult time in the family at, at that stage, so... It was, yeah. He, they, he was in hospital for a week or two and they were up and down. They were, they were staying up there with him and um, <clears throat> they brought him home and he got a week at home. But um, it was lovely for him to be able to take care of him at home. Yeah. But it wasn't nice either. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So, are you going to get the work done again? Do you want to see if we can find somebody that can help or point me in the right direction? Yeah, I, uh, yes, of course, we we can't leave it the way it is, but um, as I said, these people are, um, when I say people, like, like Jason and people, they're, they're very busy. So um, I just have to need somebody to come in and make a plan. Uh, it's about the best way. I know they're busy for six months, seven months. Some people are up the walls for a year. So we just have to make a plan and see how we can get it done uh, as best and okay. as reasonable cost as they can. Okay. If there's anybody listening that might be able to help you in that regard, of course, I would encourage them to get in touch considering what you have gone through and also considering that you're the one that exposed this in the first place and deserves help. Um, just one point, though. Before you put anything into a skip, somebody says you should advertise everything on done deal. You'd be amazed how many people will be happy to take it away for their own DIY jobs. You know, skips are very expensive. Uh, advertise it on done deal and the likes and give it a week or two and uh, you'll have a taker for not, if not all of it, at least some of the material um, somebody's suggesting. So that might be an option, you know, see what you can yes. sell first. Yes, I had that in mind. Actually, that man, they called him Jason, he, he said that to me. He says people would be looking at him as seconds, but you know, they could be looking at him for a, a walk yard or he, you you will always find someone he said, that, that could take him off your hands. Do that, you'll never yeah, know. We, yeah, we have that in mind, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, will, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well... Uh, yeah, my oh, yeah. Fo- my phone lines are open if anybody wants to reach out and get involved and help you out in that regard because you were the man who started it off. That was, you know, the job was was commissioned under tragic circumstances, of course, with the with the, the loss and death of a family member, 
And if anybody wants to help, I hope they get in touch with us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said, um, it would be it would be great help. Um, I as know. I said, they're up the walls. They're so busy at the moment. I even know. try to get somebody to come down is nearly impossible. But at least uh, as uh, my wife, Captain, I said, we're so happy to see that uh, woman, obviously the same name, Captain, uh, has her place. So at least we have that out of us. I know, I know. Well, that's uh, very kind of you to say. Everybody. It's bittersweet, but it's kind of you to say. Well, just like everybody, keep sharing this on... on um, Facebook and buy and sell as we are and continue, continue because they'll just lay low and they'll be back again. Okay, listen, what might happen out of this as well, there may be a skip company might sponsor the skip and other companies Here's a, these are texts, Neil, it would be great if a skip company could sponsor the skip for Gary and maybe other companies sponsor the different materials, be great and then it would only be the labour you'd be left with, I'm sure many tradespeople might even volunteer their services, but start with the skip company sponsorship and also maybe material sponsorship from other companies, you know, so maybe maybe that could happen. Let's see what happens. No, that's great. Anything would help, Neil. As I said, anything okay. would help. Okay, so we're talking about uh, just finally uh, first choice fencing Ireland, five star fencing Ireland, first choice fencing, five star fencing, landscaping, groundwork specialists, home improvement specialists, home improvements, James. That's as many of the different Facebook businesses I found. Have I missed any? I, I don't know, but he, he seems to be adding to them. Right. So, okay. okay. But he's using the same photos as you found out yourself, and even the photos of this evening, because uh, you proved yourself, or your research approved, that they won his work. Oh, we checked all of the Facebook sites yes, linked yes, to the yes. fencing company, and uh, the photos, bar one, are all taken from builders, providers, and other established companies. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. Listen, um, stay in touch if I hear anything, and I'm hopeful that we will. We'll be back in touch again. All right, Gar? That's great. And, and thanks for hearing us. That's helped somebody anyway. Thanks for visiting. Okay, maybe we'll have an opportunity to talk again with some more good news. Anybody want to help? Get in touch. Text 0868 104106. Uh, pick up the phone on 1850 104106. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. It would be great if maybe even there was a slabbing company out there might be able to help us out with the slabs, you know, with the paving and then somebody else could do this bit and someone else the other and a skip company if need be to just take everything away to sponsor the skip and what have you. Uh, A guy called Jason, of course, went down to the house to look. He said he'll do the drain, but he said everything else will have to come up and it'll cost more money to fix than was paid for the initial job. Um, So a little bit of action on this already. Donald O'Sullivan's a carpenter. Donald, good morning. Morning. What do you make of this yeah. carry-on anyway to begin with? Or maybe you don't even yeah. want to comment. No, not really because these guys are travelling around there. They're getting away with it full time, you know. Apologies, Donald O'Connor, I believe, the carpenter. Are you busy yeah. Are you busy out because you do good work? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm working at the moment. I work for, for DCA Development, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm willing to give the men a hand there. I like, can have a few lads there. Like, I'll be free of charge, but, you know. You, you, you and a crew, like, is it? Well, I can get in a few lads just to give my hand out. Yeah. That's fantastic. Hang on a second. Yeah. Um, let me see if I got Barry back. Gary, Gary, you there? I am. I am near. So we, the ball is moving somewhat now. We got uh, Donald O'Connor, who's got a crew, who want to come down and help you labour-wise. Um, That's brilliant. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, if you wanted to pass on my number there, give me a number there. There's no problem there. We can go up and have a look and see what's to be done and take it from there you know yeah and yes. assess, yes. assess the work yeah yeah. is there is there is there much by way of car- is it carpentry you do Donald is it I do cap I do a lot of everything actually you know 
Yeah, I do pack all those in all that as well, you know. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Now we're beginning to move. <laughs> yeah. And oh, yeah. she's looking, she looking for recommendations. I can give them a few numbers there, you know. I've done a few big orders there for people and happy out with them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if you're happy to take on the take on the work and you can but find... They, like, there's long evenings there to be in the evenings and, and Saturdays, you know. I wouldn't be able to move straight in and, and, and walk straight away, you know what I mean? But Yeah, uh, but would there be a charge? No, Charles, no. Oh, my God, but like, he'll work around your time. That'll do, yeah. If he's, if he's like, we've some alarm there, I'm going to be at it, you know. That's fantastic. If, look, if he wants, if he wants, you know what I mean? You can... Oh, I mean, you can work yeah, out that between are. you. I'd say he'd bite the hand off you, Gary. I mean, he does an awful yes, lot I more, would, Gary. Yeah. I would, whatever time suits him and all. Um, if he yeah. just come down and, and we'll have a chat, and, as you said, take it from there. That's fantastic. Yeah, I can okay. give you a shout in the morning there, if you want to, or whatever. <laughs> you should yeah, go and look fine. at it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you must I be a bit. That. It'll be brilliant, thank you. Okay, it should be an extra pep in your step now today, Gary. In fairness, yes, it will. Yeah, uh, okay. my wife, my yeah. wife will be absolutely thrilled. Okay, so James is sorting that botched job of a drain. Donald is talented in a lot more than just carpentry. Um, so this is moving in the right direction. Let's see what else happens. All right. That's great. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Don. But Thank we're, you we're looking for supply companies. We're looking for skip companies as well. We're looking for people who might be in the business to provide us with, with slabbing. And, and uh, what, else, what else do we need, Gary, incidentally? Uh, well, the timber for the pergola, slabbing, sanding cement, skip. Uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, well, I'll put you back on... Okay, no, they've got it already. So we need timber, slabbing, sand and cement, and skip. Okay, well, things are clipping along very nicely. Donald, thank you so much yeah. for picking up the phone. Thank you so much for giving of your free time and those that will be working with you. We really do appreciate it, all right? No problem. You're the greatest. I do too. Thank you very much, John. Okay, will guys. Give me a ring so we can arrange your time. Or... I, w- I will, of course. You, you hang in there, Donald. We'll make sure that Gary gets in touch. We'll do that off the air, Okay. Lovely. Okay, thank you. This is fantastic. I have a funny feeling that we will resolve this 100%. He will have to belie the money that he paid for the botch job, but it's looking good. So anybody else want to get involved in this timber, slabbing, sand, cement, and skip? Someone else here, Neil, if, Neil, if someone gives this man a skip, I'll come to him Tuesday and Wednesdays. I'm off work and we'll strip the place free of charge. At least it will be a start. I work in maintenance, says Alan. This is incredible. So things are starting to move. There's unbelievable generosity and indeed compassion in Cork. I've always said it. I believe it 100%. There's proof for you. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. Hooky dokey. Dennis Toomey lives on the family farm in Whitechurch. Dennis, good morning. You're currently sitting the leaving cert, I believe. Is that the case as well? That's correct, yeah. Sitting the leaving cert, no, yeah. No, you didn't step out of an exam this morning or anything, No. No, I didn't know. I'm off now until Monday. Now, Monday now is the egg science. And and if everything worked out properly for you, would you go into the farm then, take the farm over, and become another generation, generation number seven? Yeah, that'd be correct. Yeah, I hope to take over the family farm. Yeah, and the family farm, a hundred acres, goes back to famine times. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, it goes all the way back there. You can trace back goes Michael Dennis, Michael Dennis, the whole way back like a pattern. My God. Is it dairy farming or what kind of farming? Or beef farming now at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think that, did your dad change because the dairy was getting a bit too hard, I read somewhere, was it? Yeah, he's been at it now a very long time now, in fairness, yeah, and it was time to 
take a step back, you know. Okay. And things were going fine until um, somebody decided to build a road and put it right through the farm, is it? That's it, yeah, running 54 metres from the corner of the house, taking the, some of the yard and going right through the land. We and could this, lose at least 20% of the farm. Yeah, and this loss of land and road is under this compulsory purchase order business, isn't it? That's correct, yeah. How does that work? So they just, um, you get a compulsory purchase order, so they just take the land, you know, they buy it off you for whatever they think it's worth. And is it ever a fair price, do you know? Because, like, you see the likes of the McCroom Bypass now. That must have involved the purchase of huge amounts of land. Um, I mean, I wouldn't think so, no. Just, they just take, they buy whatever they think it's worth, so you don't really get a sale, like, you don't have a choice, like, it's just taken away from you. And is there any appeal mechanism? It's just, or is it just automatic? Automatic, yeah. And how do you all feel about this? It's very upsetting, no, yeah, do you know, like, it's hard enough to go through school but to try to concentrate on the leaving sort and then to have all this down on top of you as well it makes life very hard and what what would actually happen to the farm would 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 much of the land that constitutes the farm be split into two parts then um our land will be split into four so be make it unviable there is the existing um the old Mallow Road now is splitting the land already and we have Tullock Road, which then is where I live and that's splitting the land across the way from us then as well, you see. So it's already split into two and if the motorway comes, it'll be split into four and we could lose 20% of the farm, which is a loss of 20% income. Of course, that 20% income loss is not built into the compulsory purchase price of the land. It's not, no. That makes no sense to me. That sounds just unfair. It's very unfair, yeah. You don't get much of a say at all. No. And does it mean that in in in, in normal times, uh, a say particular journey from one part of the farm to get to say cattle was a ten minute journey would now turn into a fifty minute journey? That would be yeah. If like it's not only my own farm that will be affected, but there's many other farms that will be destroyed. Fifty minutes. Do you have to go? to other parts of the farm in a very roundabout way, is it? Yeah, so say if I want to put out a bag of fertiliser, which could be the other side of the motorway, you could be looking at at least, like it could only take two minutes to get down there the way it is now, using our farm passageway. But if the motorway comes in to get underneath that, there's no guarantees that we'll get um, an underpass or overpass to get machinery across the other side. So you'd have to do what? So we could have to draw all the cattle or anything away down the road. So you could be looking at 20 minutes on the road to get down to the other side of the farm. Because a lot of the time, particularly on the Cork-Dublin motorway, you do see these overpasses. And for years I used to think they were roads, but they're actually kind of passes for farmers, aren't they? They are, yeah, that's correct, yeah. Yeah. And does it mean... We'll get one either, because as it stands, it's like nearly 30,000 euro to put an underpass and a country road, let alone to have to put one underneath um, because that would be way more expensive. It sounds utterly unfair to you and to everybody else in the area. I understand that we need roads and I understand that a lot of the time land has to be bought, but you know, not, not bringing into account that there's going to be a huge loss to the family income. Also, your career path might change now, might it? I mean, are you, are you, you know, are you going to continue with agri-science? 
Yeah, that would be the plan, yeah, to continue on with that, but God knows what way we'll go. So it may not be the sixth, seventh generation since fam- famine times? It could be, this could be the last generation. God almighty. And what's the story then? I was reading in, 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 uh, in your email that uh, currently planning in the area is stalled. Um, you couldn't even That's erect right, another... Yeah. Go on, tell me about that. So I have a neighbour down the road there. They recently got married there during COVID and um, they, they, uh, they asked for planning permission and they, it got denied, got put on hold. Because they're not exactly on the, on the path of it, but they're all like 100 metres away from the corridor. Like, that's very unfair. That's, that's their life put on hold. Actually, last week, uh, Mick Mulcahy spoke to a man whose family home was demolished when, uh, when he was a child due to a compulsory purchase in, in Killeen's. And now, would you believe, his existing family home is also going to be compulsory purchased. So lightning for him has struck twice and struck twice. He's absolutely devastated about it. The power of that's a compulsory. Yeah, that's very and how do, your, uh, how do your mum and dad feel about it? It's very upsetting. It's very worrying because, you know, they're worried about my future and God knows what way that will go now if the motorway does come through, come through the firm. Would there be a better way of this being handled, do you think? No, gone, I'm afraid. That's heartbreaking, isn't it? It's a very, very difficult situation they find themselves in. Uh, I wonder how much of that happens, you know, with modern, with maternity and moving forward and the importance of roads and motorways and people getting from A to B faster. And I was talking during the week. Um, thanks, Dennis. I appreciate the story. My God, thanks for sharing it. Um, I was talking during the week about the McCroom bypass and I was saying, when will it be finished? Uh, somebody said 2023. It is enormous. Uh, the McCroom bypass. Uh, but what will it save on a journey, you know? Um, what would it save on a Cork to a Killarney journey? Would it, would it save, I'm going to say, 15 minutes maybe? Perhaps you guys might think differently. Dennis, I'm just saying, how could it have been happened? How could it have been handled better? They could have at least told us. I've, we've gotten no formal communication from Cork to Limerick. Orland is being affected. And to this day, we still haven't got anything off This is the Cork to Limerick road the project team yeah but how could it have been handled better better communication was it just a letter in the front door yeah even a letter in the front door to just let us know what's happening like it was only thanks to a neighbour that we found out what's happening oh really yeah (laughs) word of mouth told you that your farm was being split in two that's yeah only word of mouth there yeah at half past ten one and at what stage are they going to write officially to you? Yeah, no, that's not the way to find out that your land no, it's or not. your future career is going to be taken away. That's, no, it's not. Your dad must be heartbroken. Your mum as well. Very yeah. All right, well, listen, will you stay in touch and let us know what's happening? I will do, yeah. All right, pal. Listen, thanks for taking the call, Dennis, and good luck with the rest of the exams. Thanks very much, Neil. Cheers. Okay. There's young families with babies in the area who could have their new homes ripped from under them as well, somebody says here by text. Uh, All in the name of moving forward and more roads and better roads and getting to destinations faster. Uh, I suppose we have to look at the bigger picture a lot of the time, don't we, with regards to commerce and transportation and, you know, issues like that. But when it comes to the small guy, and this is... The family farm, 100 acres, back six generations to famine times. Back after the break. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter.
at Neil Red FM. My house also sits on the proposed Navy Route uh, N20. The local community around Blarney and Whitechurch have been devastated by these plans. Uh, this is a lovely, peaceful rural area, and the thought of a dual carriageway in a field next to us is just horrendous, uh, says Karen. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. It's Father's Day uh, this weekend. Uh, not you would have, not that you would have noticed by comparison to say Mother's Day, but there you go. Maybe mams are uh, top of the tree and perhaps they should be. But during the week I was talking about uh, dads and dad jokes and I'm going to get back to a lot of them this morning. It didn't during the week. It wasn't really all that apt to be doing dad jokes on some of the topics I was dealing with. But it being Friday, perhaps I'll have an opportunity to tell you some more jokes like these ones. What do you call a man with a seagull on his head? Cliff. What do you call a girl with a frog on her head? Lily. Uh, What do you call a woman born between two houses? Elaine. Uh... I mean, that's that's not even good enough to make a dad joke. What do you call a woman with one leg? Eileen. What do you call a woman with no legs? Nolene. What do you call a guy with a shovel on his head? Dog. <laughs> that's why they're dad jokes. <laughs> so there's lots more of those, but keep them coming. Text 0868-104-106. I'll give you another few, yeah? Dad, I'm hungry. Hi, hungry. I'm dad. <laughs> my 10 year old daughter is a whiz at these I have a speed bump phobia but I'm slowly getting over it I need to get one of these bum bums Mark can you give me a bum bum I'm Rory and I'm Valerie and you can join us for the very best in local national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench that's the Big Red Bench every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM Cork's Red FM Better believe it, your fifth and final opportunity to scoop a family pass for Photo Wildlife Park so your monkeys can go and meet their monkeys. And every day this week, the family pass entitles two adults and two kids, one adult and three kids, to a day out uh, with your little monkeys at Ireland's wildest attraction, Photo Wildlife Park. So yesterday's audio clip was fun because it was goddamn annoying too. I said that they were herbivores, right? So this is what we were talking about. That was yesterday's audio clip. That actually was an Indian rhino, would you believe? An Indian rhino. Doesn't sound it, apart from the... Which I kind of thought was a seal at the time, but an Indian rhino. So I have a brand new piece of audio for you for our fifth and final giveaway. Uh, So you need to identify this aminal and win for yourself one of our photo wildlife passes. Okay, so this is a family pass. Don't call just yet. I'll be opening the phone runs on this round about quarter to midday. So here is our fifth and final one. There's two different sounds there. Are we getting confused? Is, I mean, is that a frog? Kind of a bit froggy in the background there? They're tough, lads. I'll give you a couple of hints maybe a little later on on that one. They're tough. But then again, maybe we need you to work for it. Anyway, well done to John Cattle from Fairhill Road yesterday. He knows his Indian rhinos and got himself a family wildlife pass. So let's see how you get on a little later today. I'll play it another few times between now and quitting time. But some shout-outs. Free Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves, and Oak Fire Pizza. There's so many branches now. Douglas. 
Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street and Gillabby Street. Why did I say Douglas? Because they've just opened the new store in the East Village in Douglas. So good morning to everybody at Donovan Auto Services, Upper Glanmire and Cork listening this morning. All to Domus at the Airport Business Bank with Love's Pizza. So with the gang at Safety Tech Fire. Everybody at Little Island Dental Surgery would love some pizza to brighten their days and break the diets. Free Food Friday. Morning to Peter and Brian working from home for St. Luke's and starving. And it's only... 10 past 10 in the morning. Uh, I'm a postman in Black Rock. I would love some pizza after a long week's work, says Owen. Kira Agnew is in the reservations department at the Kingsley, and they're listening. Art and Hobby and Douglas are on board. Um, this one is interesting because I think Oak Fire Pizza need to open a branch in Tipperary. Deborah here, on the way to Tip to collect my bike. My son would love treats. I mean, there's another story in that, actually. What in the name of God is the bike doing in tip? Cahalan Brothers and Don Manway are listening. All of the hairdressers in Noreen's hair studio in White's Cross. Noreen, Lynn and Ella. And happy clients, Catherine O'Leary in Glenville. Uh, also, would you please look after everybody at Acme Blinds on the Old Mallow Road. Pizza in our huge car park and a smile on all our faces. Morning to Christine Martin Rylan, working from home for Dell. To Des McGarvey uh, from McCroom. They need feeding. To the O'Leary Insurance Company down in Lockman man in Black Rock to all of the gang working at my canine companion autism services and dog therapy particularly Nora. Big shout out for the front office reception team at the Gary Vaux Hotel. Morning Yvonne. To uh, Sophie who received a letter of appreciation for seven unbroken attendance years at Mallow Convent Primary School in Mallow. Pizza they're looking forward to celebrate. Well well done. Ladbrokes and Mayfield Shopping Centre. Everybody including my son's sixth class who are finishing up primary school next Thursday after a tough 15 months and August's son is Connor and he's in Beaumont Boys School uh, Mr. Horgan's sixth class even a shout out would be great for the boys so that's done Clona Dairy Products from Wilton are listening Marymount Hospice Hospice, Cork Distribution Little Island the National Ambulance Service um, Cork City um, for all of the colleagues working today VMware particularly those that are working from home. Now, we'll also do some more shout-outs again in about maybe half an hour's time, and we'll pick, and hopefully a third before midday, and then we'll pick uh, three winners. Each of you will receive four large pizza vouchers and sides, courtesy of ourselves and Oak Fire Pizza. Back to the phone lines we go, one 106 Kieran, good morning. Good morning. It's, it's actually impossible to keep up the changes, uh, with the changes regarding flights overseas, but it was your intention to fly, was it? Yes, indeed, Neil, yeah. I was intention to fly to Alicante on the 29th of uh, August okay. and uh, back in on the 12th of September. Okay, very, very doable if you've had the two jabs and everything. Yes, indeed, had that, everything done. Okay, and what happened? Well, I booked the flights uh, and the availability was on the website to book the flight, the return flight back into Cork on Sunday uh, the 12th, as I said, and, and an evening flight in around 20 to 6. Yeah. And it was the, a day or two afterwards, I was talking to a friend of mine and telling him how I was decided to go and coming back on the 12th. And uh, he said, are you coming back on when? I said, the 12th. He said, uh, Cork Airport is not open on the 12th. I said, what? He said, uh, Cork Airport is closing on the 11th of September. What's the hell of it? For so three, for, did you not know it was shutting for three months? I No, I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Okay, okay. But anyway... I Run, it's runway work. You're aware of it now, yeah. Well, but now, yeah. rang the airport, uh, and yes, they said no. We're closing on the eleventh. No, it's, but but it was still up on the on the on the on the Ryanair website, and they said that all airlines were were notified. So 
that leaves me in the dilemma. I, I have to look at the option of getting an alternative, but I can't understand why Cork Airport should be closing in the month of September, especially at a time when, uh, you know, we're allowed to free travel. We're allowed, not free travel, but we're allowed to travel now. Uh, commercial, uh, international uh, airlines. Are why open. in the name of God are they accepting flight bookings then and taking money? Was it, uh, you, were, you were Ryanair, but the same would be applicable would it, with Aer Lingus maybe? I'm sure it would, of course it would be. I presume it would be. I presume it would be. Because of an email, actually, which I hope to get to from a woman who had a very same problem as you with Aer Lingus. Uh, well, 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 there are, you are. Are, are the airlines not aware the airport's closed? Well, well I, obviously they mustn't be. So nobody's uh, come back to you to say anything? I'm aware of it. They yeah. have, they, 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 I doubt that they have it on their website, you know? Yeah, and if I went on now to, say, book an Aer Lingus or a Ryanair on your date, would I still be able to get a seat? Well, no, that I just couldn't tell you exactly, Neil. Now, I do, I, whether they've altered it since or not, I do not know, right? But certainly, I did book it. I have the booking. I have the print-off. Uh, it's there in black and white. And I emailed Ryanair, actually, and often brought it to their attention. And they said, they replied, just a, a sort of an automatic response, that your query oh, yeah. complaint has been updated and will be hearing from us. In yeah, but that's not a response to your query at all. That's, that's just from a, no, that's from response. that's no, from a bot. So let, can I just see those dates again? Because if um, if people need to be aware that if they have anything yeah. at all booked after the 11th of September, uh, you'll be yes. coming back into Dublin. Maybe do you think? Well, I, I, you see, there's flights coming back into Cork. One of the options I gave right there was, you know, to bring me back into Cork on the 9th of September. There is a, it's on the Thursday. Yeah. Or alternatively, uh, to go back out, to go out on the 22nd of uh, August. August and come home early. Yeah, do do, do that, Kieran. Can you do that? Well, I've, I, there, there are options I have put to them. Yeah, but you can change your flight, can't you? Ryanair are great for changing flights, aren't they? Well, they haven't. No, well, I'm hoping now uh, that they will do that, but they haven't responded yet. But can you not just go in and change my booking? Well, if I go in and do, well, well you should, but there'd be fees on that Neil. Will there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was free. Stupid me. No, no, I no, no, because I, you see, what I would have to do is I'd be cancelling that. I'd be cancelling the my 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 booking. Left right? hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing here. You know that. You see, yeah. And and uh, but I I find it difficult to understand why Cork Airport should be closing in the month of September. Oh. I mean it's it's a it's a busy well, time of the year for. Welcome, anyway. where have you been, man? Welcome to the party. We've been screaming and roaring about that for weeks. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that, Neil. I've heard that. At the busiest and, uh, time when it, things are opening up, they close their own way. They exactly, close the airport. Yes, things are opening up, and surely they must take into account the loss of revenue that it involves for the airport. And as well as that, the loss of revenue for the region as a whole. Uh, I mean, we've been locked down. <laughs> now we've been an opportunity to open up and they close the airport. I you know, know, I know, I know, I know. What can I tell Doesn't you? It's, it's, uh, it's, Doesn't make sense. It's, 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 a, it's a quandary in, in the sense that I bet there are other people out there who also maybe have bookings from the back, you know, that would bring them back after the 12th of September thinking they're flying back into Cork. They are not. Back into Cork, more than likely, yeah. Let's, let's, let's find Cork out. Airport should have to take a serious look no, at free change. I mean, they've, somebody told me that they've that they changed their dates numerous times, you know? Well, I don't know whether uh, they did or not, but they're not changing these well, dates. I don't know whether they're not, but I heard that. No, uh, I, I could but, be 15 minutes here telling you the process that was involved in this. It went back to... Really, really? Well, they only, they only actually signed off on the tender last November, you know, um, and uh, it uh, went out to ten, tender like everything does. 
And this was the yeah. earliest date then when they had procured funding and all sorts of things. But listen, that's for another day. Let's see. Day, yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll put in a quick call uh, to uh, Air Cork Airport just to see if they know that, you know, certainly Ryanair accepting bookings for an airport that's going to be closed and see what they have to say on the matter. Yeah, all right? yeah. All right, pal. Thanks, Kieran. Um, let me know what you do with regards to your dates. All right. I will indeed. I'll keep you up to speed. But what I would be requesting that Cork Airport should take a, a new look at, at uh, you know, um, uh, changing their, their their closing dates. I mean. September is really a seasonal month for holidays and you've got the whole winter you've got October, November and January and February <laughs> You would think that that nobody, would be the sensible approach wouldn't you? Sure of course it would be the sensible approach I mean, right. there's nobody getting off to Spain or to the sun in those months really as a yeah, rule Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. September yes is a high and especially busier now after lockdown people want to get away and get a break They do and you know a good option apparently for those closed months is Kerry Airport who are supposedly flying to different sun destinations including Alicante Including Alicante oh, indeed it does yeah, yeah. it does indeed Alright I'll find we, out what they have we, to say we have, an airport, we have an airport here that our doorstep need and we should be able to avail of it well, you know I know it I know it I know it Alright yeah. listen I'll see what they have to say on the matter thanks Kieran. cheers for now The runway okay, will be closed David, um, you, Okay I'll come back after the break Text the Neil Prenderville Show now 86 8104106 Red FM uh, You know the pub payment and those not wanting to go back and people looking for part-time work and not willing to go to work and hospitality and what have you from earlier in the week. My daughter who is 18 plus is going into leaving search in September. She can't get a part-time summer job. She's even used a recruitment job recruitment agency and they told her there was no jobs for her in the Fromoy, Mitchellstown or surrounding areas. So I don't know how employers are saying that they're looking for people and can't get them. Every place my daughter went to said they had no vacancies and loads of applicants already. One potential employer said he had hundreds of CVs from students. So what can I say? But one thing is for sure, Neil, is that the jobs are not there. That's evidence. And I believe it. I mean, she went through the process. She went looking for them and they were told they were not there. Keep those texts coming. one 86 Pick up the phone on one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Now, uh, earlier in the week, of course, we uh, we found out that the skeleton rema- skeletal remains uh, recovered from the car submerged off the Hugh Coveney Pier in Crosshaven were identified as that of uh, Barry Collin, and he was only twenty three years old and was last seen in Crosshaven near the location of the car after we went missing on the first of May two thousand and fourteen. Now, I am very cognizant of the family's grieving process. Uh, but I do want to have a conversation with Dave O'Leary, uh, who was part of the Cork City Missing Persons Search and Rescue on this search. Uh, and Dave joins me by phone. I know, I know that he will also be as cognizant of the family's grieving process as well. David, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are things? I'm well, thanks. And we all know the tremendous work uh, that you volunteers do on a daily basis. It could be any time of the day or any time of the night. But but I believe you were trialling um, your sonar equipment, was it? Talk me through that, Dave. Yeah, Neil, I suppose um, my own background is electronic engineering. I've worked with the Navy for over 20 years in that, in, in that area. And uh, I suppose I would have specialised in ROVs and underwater sonar, stuff like that. So I've been pushing the unit for the last two years, I suppose, to to try and buy this new piece of kit, it's a, it's a, it's a tow fish sonar. You tow it behind the boat and um, it allows it to, to go close to the seabed, I suppose, and give a much clearer image 
of what's down there. So we've been using Sonar with the last number. Do I of recall years. you guys fundraising for that a couple of years back? We we, we did, Neil. I suppose we're, we're con- constantly fundraising for one thing or another. You know, every time we put a boat in the water, there's fuel, there's there's overheads, there's the maintenance of life jacket stuff like that. So we're constantly fundraising. But yes, we did put a push on actively. I suppose to try and buy this tofish sonar about two years ago and I suppose money money has come in it, it's it's true donations from the public and the people that do these you know hill climbs yep. marathons stuff yep. like that that yep. we do get the money in we, we, we've no state funding so everything is from um, from the public and, and you know we really do appreciate the gestures that we get from people, you know, whether it's on the street when they see the, the the jeep or something, that they'll come up and they'll hand us money. So it's only through that that we're right. We're That's awesome. That's awesome. So you were you weren't actually actively searching for anything, but trialing the equipment. Is that right? I, I suppose Neil, you know, we we were we're 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 constantly out searching. You know, every time we do a training operation, it's it, it, it's with the I suppose the the hope that we come across some target that, that may be of interest. So when we went to Crosshaven that day, um, I suppose the lads did, did have Barry Collin in mind. Um, it, it was, I suppose, an area that we've searched on regular occasions and uh, we, we just decided that, look, we'll go back down here with this new piece of equipment and see can we unearth any, any, any new targets and we'll, we'll dive them accordingly. So the lads um, came across a few targets and we, we I suppose, analysed them that, that afternoon and had a look at them and said, look, there are a few of interest. So we went what do you see? I mean, is it that it's a different shape on the sonar, is it? It is, absolutely, yes. Um, it, I suppose, you know, it, you, you can make out straight away that it's not, it's not a natural image, you know. It, it's, got, it's got sharp edges, it, it may have um, depth. So if, if it's sticking up off the seabed, it's going to, give a sh- it's going to cast a shadow. And it, it's, only, it's only through years of experience that you kind of get to read these images correctly. And, you know, and a lot of it can be hit and miss, you know. We, is it just know, sometimes we, down to luck then? Uh, absolutely, it's down to luck, you know. Um, but but it's it, it's also about putting in the hours, you know. You know, we volunteers that are out in the river every, every week, running that sonar equipment up and down. We were we had a dive team in last week again, looking at two images that had come up in the river, and it turned out to be a, a two old steel um, wheelie bins that we hadn't come across before with our previous mm-hmm. sonar. So yeah. it's great in that sense that we are starting it's, to find yeah. new targets, you know. Yeah, it's 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 very delicate, isn't it? What I can see. So, did you did you suit up then at that stage, David? I, yeah, so I, I was working myself, I suppose, that day. So the, the lads, um, a few of the lads were off, and um, they they decided that they'd go down and they'd carry out the sonar search of the area. So they sent on the images to me for a look, and um, between us all, I suppose we we agreed that yeah, this is definitely worth investigating further. So. We got our dive equipment together and um, myself and Dave Varian, who's one of the other divers in the unit, the, the two of us went down that evening. We ran the sonar back over the imagery just to, I suppose, fine-tune where the location of the target was. And we dropped down and, um, I suppose, at that stage, we, we started to conduct the search and found the car um, within, I suppose, two or three minutes of being in the water, you know. You said it was a car. I came up by a wheel and then a second wheel, was it? Yeah, so uh, we dropped down, I suppose, and we, you know, the, the different techniques for searching underwater. We were carrying on what's called a circular search, where we have a shot line that's dropped down, and we circle around that, and we keep moving okay. out until we find the target. So we we came on it, we came on it straight okay. away. I'm not going to go and, into um, any of the other details of anything yeah. to do with the car, if you don't mind, for obvious reasons. No problem but, at all. But emotionally, how did you feel? Yeah, I suppose look, this is something that's been on the unit's mind with years, you know, and and, and it's, it's not just for Barry Collins and his family, you know, there's, there's hundreds of people missing in Ireland and 
you know, I suppose anything that we can do, you know, to, to assist those families in looking. And we have been contacted by numerous families since since this has happened with, I suppose, them asking if, if there's anything we can do, you know. And we, we, we go through, um, I suppose, the options with all these families and we work closely with them to see what we can do going forward, you know. But these aren't, I suppose, short-term goals, you know. These are something that we'd work at over the next few months and, you know, possibly years, you know, because... So we you know we've been contacted from abroad. We've been contacted from families up the country. So do you know what? While it is Cork City missing persons, we we do travel around the country to assist other units where possible, and we're in the very lucky position where we we have I suppose some really good equipment at the moment, and you know we're we're sought after. We've got an ROV that you know can go down to a hundred meters. So you know a lot of lakes and stuff areas like that where you wouldn't put a diver in. You know that's we're, remote, we're, remote control. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we, we I suppose we fundraised for that a number of years okay. ago and that yeah. I was like a child at Christmas building as a home. Um so But when you came yeah. upon the car, how did you feel? Oh look, we we, we, we were astonished. We, we we couldn't believe it, you know, I suppose first of all, you know, obviously we we weren't sure if it was Barry's car. I mean it, it would have been the likely likely thing, but you know, you you know, you just can't jump to those conclusions. So we tried to examine the car as best possible um, and um, see see if there was any identifying marks that we could come back to the surface and report that accordingly. So um, we, we we found um, a partial number plate on it, so we, we brought that back to the surface. And um, at that okay. stage, I suppose, we, we contacted the Gardaí. The Gardaí took over then at that point, and then, of course, we had the DNA um, uh, identification, and he was laid to rest earlier during the week at a private ceremony. Uh, so it was closure for the family, wasn't it? It, it, it was closure, I suppose. You know, it, it, it's been really tough for the family. And look, it, it's tough for our own members, Neil. You know, like we, we've, we have a lot of members who have suffered sim- similar hardship over the years, you know, and that's, that's what gives them the dedication and the drive that they have to go out there on their days off and, you know, answer the phone at three o'clock in the morning and resp- respond to the, these searches, you know. So, look, it, it's been tough for everybody, I suppose, and, and members of Cork City Missing Persons stayed on the pair from when we located the I car. I heard that all night covered. long to be near him. They did, they did uh, I suppose, look, it, it's just, you know, I suppose, you know, in their own words, you know, he's not going to, he's not, he's not going to remain alone um, again for another night. And um, that was their thought, thought process behind it and a number of the members stayed down there that night on the pier and I was down there again myself the following day until the car was removed from the water by the Garda Subacqua team. Oh my, because he was there 17 years. Why, why was he, I mean, he was so close to where he went missing. Have you any thoughts on that? I, I don't really, Neil. Look, there, there was an extensive search carried out and look, do you know what? I, I've been involved in searches myself where, you know, you may have just been a metre away from a target and look, unfortunately, the waters in Ireland visibility, you can have your hand in front of your mask at times and you don't even see your fingers and that's what we're used to diving with, you know, and I suppose I, I'm lucky I've come from a naval diving background where I, I'm used to diving, not seeing my fingers in front of my mask and it's all by feel and um, look, it, it, I, look, we were just lucky but it, it definitely came down to, I suppose, you know, the equipment we were using and the fundraising that we received all over the last... I know, I wanted to talk to you because it was important for people to hear your story, but also to see, you know, the results of the work and the fundraising that people have been involved in where, I mean, there must have been... I know it's so tragic for the Collins because they were doing all sorts of vigils and all sorts of searches for so many years. Um, It it doesn't make it any easier, of course, that... uh, that Barry was found, um, you know, but again, you you were part of the process of bringing their grieving to the next stage. Are you, are you with me? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, and, and, you know, there's a number of different outcomes, I suppose, that, you know, if we ever go out in a search, you know, our hope is always that the person is found, away, found well and alive and, you know, they, they return to their family and if, if there's a need for medical intervention, they receive that and, and, you know, they go forward from there, you know. The next case that we look at is, you know, where we are ha- having, unfortunately, to recover a body. But there's so many times, I suppose, where there's no body recovered. And look, coming from, coming from I suppose, a maritime background where I, I've lost friends at sea, it, it's absolutely horrendous. To, you know, it's, it's very tough for a grieving process when there's absolutely no body to, to go and grieve. There's no, there's no headstone, there's no grave, you know, that you can actually go to visit, you know. I know, I know. Um, listen, well done on that work. It was truly, truly fantastic. Um, just in the, the broader picture of the searches that you do, um, are, are you called out more often now, particularly, say, in the last year, year and a half? Because I'm hearing of an awful lot more people who just can't go on and, and do, yeah, head, for, I, and I, do I, head for water. Yeah, look, look, we we, ca- we carry out a lot of land searches as well, I suppose, Neil. And um, you know, we, we've been all over all over the county in the last six months. And um, look, we we've got a great pool of volunteers. But yes, we 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 are finding that we're getting the call more off, you know. And and that's great because sometimes early intervention can be the difference, you know. So, you know, rather than getting a call a couple of days into someone missing, the, the sooner we can get them, the sooner we can liaise with the guards that you know we we can get a team on the ground and hopefully you know find that person before before um you know, I suppose I they do do self-harm or something, you know. I know, I know. Okay, listen, thanks for taking the call this morning. No um, problem, thank and you. Well done, and best of luck going forward with your superb and very important work. All right, Dave, cheers. Thanks very much, take care. Dave O'Leary, um, who spent many years in the Navy, as I said, and now is volunteering with Cork City Missing Persons Search and Rescue. Talk to Neil Prinderville now. 1851 Red FM. Yes, indeedy. Uh, text 0868 104, 106, and I'll do a blast of texts and emails in about uh, seven or eight minutes' time. But I want to talk to Mel because this is another kind of one of these flight quandaries, but it's an interesting story as well and a very exciting time for her when she wants to change her body shape and change her life. Mel, good morning. Morning. So the flight to Turkey for the gastric sleeve uh, was July 10th, is it? Yes, July 10th and then back on the 17th. Because after the surgery then you stay for post-op care and things like yeah, post-op care and things like that, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and always hunky-dory, 10th of July out, back on the 17th. Uh, Aer Lingus, what happened? They um, emailed me three days ago to tell me that um, my flight back from Izmir to Dublin was cancelled. And I have tried to manage it on the app and I've tried ringing and anytime I go on the app, it's just telling me to, um, that they can't manage it, manage my booking on the app, that I have to ring the help desk. And so I'm you ring the help ring desk and what happens then? And nothing. It's just an automated thing and then you're put on hold. If you're put on hold, are you told days. to stay on hold, is it? Yeah, but like I've been on hold um, for the past three days now, all in all. Did you add up your on hold time? Yeah, um, and I have, I'm eight and a half hours. You are? <laughs> no, that's in the last three days. <laughs> no, 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 I know it's not eight and a half hours one time. When you add it all up, it's eight and a half hours hold time. Yeah, and nobody has gotten back to me. And how long do you stay on hold at a time? An hour. Do you just put it on speaker and go about your business, is it? Exactly, yeah. Nothing. And do they come back saying, your call is important to us and all this kind of jazz? Yeah, all that, yeah. 
and <laughs> that's so frustrating. And the the flight out and back is that out of Dublin? Yeah. So you see, I have the flight out is still going. Yeah, the tenth is fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fine, but it's just the coming back. But see, if I need to, what I needed to know from Erlingus is the fact that I be coming back, we'd say on the Tuesday, the following Tuesday, because I could rebook that to come back on the the Tuesday instead of the Saturday. You just want an answer and an alternative, exactly. and you'd be you'd be happy enough with an alternative if it was a day or two later kind of thing. Oh, I would, yeah. But you see, I have to change, like the air coach. I have to, like, I've all this booked, so I need to change that. I need to change my insurance over. And, so the, a and that clock thing. is ticking like it's the 18th of June now you know yeah exactly um, we're kind of still in a very hazy area in, in with regards to flights now and for the first couple of weeks in July it's expected that from the middle of July onwards there'll be the mother and father of all seat sales or something like that wouldn't you think but right now it's it's about the digital cert you, you, you'll be going ahead of the digital green cert won't you yeah well I'll be I'm fully vaccinated yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be like, I'm fine to fly. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't need to quarantine when you come back or anything like that. No, no. Well, I have to self quarantine at home. That's what I mean. Yeah, but I don't mind that. Like yeah. that. That. You'll probably want to. Are you? Are you very? Ex, are you excited about the about the surgery? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I suffered for years with my weight. Like I have depression and over it, and I actually got the depression when I had my second daughter. Yeah, yeah. And I still have that, so I'm on tablets for that. Um, I'm ha- having to go physio and an MRI for back pain. Um, my sore knees, I can't walk. Is that all weight knees. related, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, and you've tried everything, have you? Everything, Slim World, Weight Watchers, Everything. But like even to go walking, I can't walk. I can only walk a certain distance. Like I could walk oh, sure to my daughter's school and yeah. come back and my feet are burning. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to sort something out because otherwise you're going to be looking at new knees, new hips and all sorts of other problems. Exactly. Type 2 diabetes, yeah. the lot. And, and like I'm just constantly kind of stuck in home. And like I just don't want to go out. Yeah, I know. And did any of the diets work even for a period of time or, or anything like that? Well, Slimming World did but then I got pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was the end of that. Yeah. And did you creep into the old habits then again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, okay. A lot of people going to Turkey, incidentally, for that work. Is it because it's cheaper? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, even, like, the, the price for it is just, literally just over three grand. And that's including, like, your accommodation for a week, all your consultations, your painkillers, um, you're an English-speaking carer. Your shakes, vitamins, transfers from the airport and the apartment to the hospital. Yeah. Creams, soups, um, your compression socks for after the surgery and including the surgery. And all you got to divvy up on top of that is your flights. Yeah. And and how would that compare price-wise to other countries or other places? I mean, is it something that can be done here privately? Well, it can be done here, but it's fifteen to nineteen thousand. So, is there any worry that there's such a huge price difference that the? I mean, will it be good guaranteed work? You know. Well, I, uh, my mum's friend has actually referred me to 
this hospital over there because she had worked on herself. But, like, I've seen, like, reviews and I've, I've actually looked it all up, like... Okay. And what, And have you also figured, factored in, that you're back home in Cork weeks later and something goes wrong? What, what, what would you do then? Or to interact with my own doctor. But would your... So your doctor wouldn't be able to help you out if you have a oh, gastric no, sleeve like, bleed or anything, would he? Or she? No, no, but I, I, she'd refer me then straight to the hospital, but she'd know all of what happened over there and what I got done and... Yeah. Yeah, so it's some difference in price. Three grand there, eighteen grand here, isn't it? Yeah. And do yeah. the over in Turkey? Do they do other work besides uh, gastric sleeves? Oh, they do. They do. Um, is it the hair hair implants? I don't know. Yeah, hair implants, and they do the teeth. Um, they do like tummy tucks, facelifts, all everything. How can they do it so cheap? I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, you've looked at the reviews. I don't know and I won't complain. <laughs> you don't what? I won't know. I don't know and I won't complain. <laughs> no, you won't. No. No. You've made the deal three grand and you're sticking to it. <laughs> and then, after that, uh, how soon are you expecting to see, let's assume that all this happens and hopefully it will, but how soon afterwards will you be seeing results then? Because you'll, the, you'll have a tummy the, star, the size of a, a pea. <laughs> but how small will it be? I know. I can't wait it will be tiny, won't be? You'll be going from full plate sizes to saucers. Yeah, they take off like, is this 80 to 85% of your stomach? They yeah. take that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you should see rapid weight loss, should you? Yeah, like you, like it says that people will start seeing it from like three months. Ah, you'll and see then, it quicker than that. For oh, you'll see it before that, but I mean drastic loss. Drastic, yeah. 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 Um, and will it always be 80, 85% of your stomach gone. That wasn't, it's never going to change, is it? Will it start to grow bigger or what? Well, I suppose if you, if you go back to your old habits, it's going to grow again. But it curbs your, it curbs the amount. It doesn't curb your appetite, sure, doesn't it? just curbs, no, but it curbs the, the amount. The amount, yeah. Well, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it works out for you. But what are you going to do about this flight business? Eight hours on hold. I, I mean, really we've, we've emailed Aer Lingus on your behalf, incidentally, so I'm, I'm hopeful of a response in some way, shape or form, you know? Yeah, because I text them on Messenger on Facebook as well, and all I'm getting is the robot answers. Yeah, so let us wait and see what the response from them is, yeah? Okay. Okay, but I mean, it's an anxious time for you with regards to your flight times and your return flight. Um, mind you. Especially, you know. like, because my mum had to take time off work to my, my, my daughter. I understand so. that, yeah, I understand. No. Okay, let, let's see what they have to say. But just before you go, um, I just want to put Anna up here as well because she's been through what you are going through. Anna, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Okay, you heard my conversation with Mel. Chat with her there. What did you want to say? Just to say all will be well? No, it would be worth it. Definitely go for it. If she can get the flight to Turkey and have it done, it's brilliant. I've been uh, six weeks today and I've already had almost 30 pounds gone on me. Three zero? Uh, yeah, three zero. <laughs> it's fantastic and God. it really is very good because you can't overeat. You've lost 30 time. pounds since the 7th of May. That's correct. Oh my God, like that's what, just about around about 14, 15 kilos. Just about that, yeah. Where did you get it done? In Poland. How much? Uh, in total with flight, it was five grand. Ah, ha, ha, Mel is only three. 
you have to be mind just minding yourself, and you will, you will. Okay, but w- won't there need to be a lot without? I want to go, don't want to go into this in too much detail, but well, a lot of weight loss leaves a lot of flab, doesn't it? So that needs to be dealt with, no? Uh, well, probably eventually, yeah. But yeah. again, you can travel again in a couple of years and have that done okay. for half the price. Okay, you know the the. The skin um, surgery, the reduction. Okay, well, all good. Uh, let's see if we get a response from Aer Lingus and see what they have to say with regards to. Uh, it's all very well, Aer Lingus, you know, going on about and staff yeah. and issues within Aer Lingus regarding jobs and pilots and flights and all those things. But they need to, you know, they need to stay on top of their customer service while everything else is happening, yeah. you know. Look after their customers and see where that brings them. Okay, let's see if we get a response back, Mel, okay? And uh, if Perfect. so and when, we'll uh, come straight back to you, all right? No problem. Thanks very much. All the best. Cheers, Mel. Thanks, Anna. Lovely chatting with you. Take care. Take care. All the best. Lines open 1850-104-106. You can text 0868-104-106. Not everybody has positive things to say about uh, gastric work. This is a gastric band as opposed to a gastric sleeve. My friend got a gastric band surgery done in Lithuania in March, and she's been sick ever since. She can't even keep water down. She did lose five stone. Um, I wonder what went wrong there, uh, assuming that something went wrong if she's sick all of the time. Text 0868104106. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. More calls, texts and emails after 11, but I've been endeavouring as best I can to try and play a couple of songs every now and then, and also to try and hone in, if at all possible, on Cork Talent, and I've been doing an okay job on that, and the more I do it, the more singer-songwriters get in touch with me. Um, and I got a lovely note, actually it's a beautiful card in the post during the week, together with um, a little bit of press, press blurb from uh, John Neville. And he sent me a little card. He says, Hi, Neil, my name is John Neville. I have just released my new single called Sun Valley Drive. It's a song about where I grew up on the north side of Cork in the 1960s. It's the first single from my forthcoming second album. Perhaps you might have a listen at your convenience. Then I went and um, did a search on uh, John Neville because I didn't recognize his name. I did recognize his face when I looked at some of the videos and actually probably have seen him at, at gigs in the past. He's a seriously talented singer-songwriter from Cork. And Sun Valley Drive is a, um, a homage to the place where he grew up on the high hills of Cork City's north side. Uh, and in the blurb they were saying that he sent with me, um, they said in the 1960s, Cork City Council renamed, renamed certain housing estates in poor areas in an attempt to brighten up the lives of the residents. And the American-sounding Sun Valley Drive came from this actual initiative. Um, While uh, checking out his work, and this is his second album, and his music is actually on Spotify, I came across some other songs, and um, I'm going to play the new song for you now, but at some stage, I would like to play a powerful song called The Wobbling Man. I mean, powerful. He released it before. It went down a storm in the past, um, not just here, but, but overseas as well. I think it may well be... John Neville talking and writing and singing about his childhood uh, and the wobbling man um, could be more to do with his childhood uh, in, in spite of his happy life growing up in Sun Valley Drive. If he is singing in the wobbling man about himself, then it was far from a, a very happy childhood, apart from the fact that his mother was such a beautiful, beautiful woman and loved them very much. But perhaps that's for another day. But this is produced by Martin Leahy, another serious Cork talent. But I'm always blown away at the amount of talent on Side. Here's John Neville, Sun Valley Drive. I walk up to the highest place that I know I was born there 
so many years ago We went to school here every morning Arrived down the Sun Valley Drive Pick you up, I'll show you around See the city from the higher ground Hope you really feel alive On the Sun Valley Drive Down at the beautiful steeple We struggle but strive On the Sun Valley Drive Take you up, I'll show you around See the city from the high ground Up here you really feel alive On the Sun Valley Drive City wanted an Change we had to yield Say goodbye forever to Bonte's field California dreaming help us survive On the Sun Valley Drive Take you up, I'll show you around See the city from this high ground Up here Incredible. They really do. I think anybody from Sun Valley Drive this morning should take a bow. But the biggest bow of all should be taken by the great John Neville. Check out his music on Facebook, John Neville Music. I was reading about him, actually, and apparently his interest in music stemmed back in 1978 when he went to a Buffy band gig in Connolly Hall. And the music blew him away. Great talent. And it's just terrific that Cork talent continues to rise. And the production levels... 
continue to rise as well. Hey, it's Killian. Join me Sundays from 10 for loads of music, a bit of chat, and my mildly interesting facts of the weekend. It's the Sunday 10 to 2 show with Killian on Cork's Red FM. You're on Cork's Red FM. Okay, Free Food Friday today, courtesy of ourselves and Oak Fire Pizza. And you can get pizza this weekend from Oak Fire at the new branch at East Village Douglas, Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street, and indeed Galabi Street. Morning to Laura, who's working from home in Kilcully for Clodora since the first lockdown. Remember that. Uh, my man Carol O'Connor returned to work at the new Dean Hotel this week. I'd love to win it for all of the accommodation and cleaning staff of the Dean. They have busy months ahead. Morning to everybody at Northside Tires on the Mallow Road. To the Brothers of Charity. To the Fab Four at Basil and Blackrock. Jody, Ivan, Sam and Aza. I hope I'm pronouncing your, night, your name right. Knowing me, it's probably wrong. RPC Haulage in Grenada. The West Cork Palliative Care Team working at a Bantry Hospital listening. All of the staff at Riverview Vets and Ballancolleg. Hobart AV Pound in Mallow. Michael O'Driscoll Motors in Inniscarra. Eric working hard at Pro Valley um, in Maham Point. Uh, Joe's Edge Salon in Blarney. Eurocar Parts in Ducline. Slide Glide in the South Side in Industrial Estate are listening. The staff at Mark Murphy Motors in the Woolen Mills. Morning to you all. Doyle Shipping Group in Tivoli are listening. Uh, Auto Express in Dublin Hill. I'd love pizza uh, for my kids Charlie and Jeremy to share with the neighbours for an outside picnic in this gorgeous weather, says Natasha, who's enjoying beautiful weather this morning in Clonakilty. REA, O'Donoghue, Clark Auctioneers and Valuers, Steve, Mick, Jess and Sue's. Morning to you all. Heather Mullins would love pizza to help her study for the Leaving Cert. Aye. <laughs> You guys. And chair artistry of hair on George's Key. Uh, they'd love some pizza as well to share for the gang. So we'll do one more bunch of shout outs in about uh, half an hour's time. So text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. And then we'll pick the winners. Three winners, four pizzas each, plus sides. All right. To the phone lines we go. Declan, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, the one, the one thing you can be sure of when you mention flights and holidays um, and put yeah. a call on the air, they just pour in, <laughs> and it's not, it's not always good news. What situation do you yeah, find yourself well, in? Well, well, I got a present of a flight to Lanzarote last January, and it was for October the second to the ninth. And uh, then I discovered that um, Cork Airport was going to be closed. I know, so. and you would have thought even in January that October would be a safe bet. Yeah, but we couldn't get a, get any um, we get any notification from Aer Lingus until about um, probably only a few weeks ago, and anyway, they just literally transferred my flights to Dublin uh, out of Dublin at seven a.m. in the morning, like everything, you know. Oh, so well, yeah, uh, okay. Totally then, and uh, I decided to try and bring it back a day or two. So anyway, I brought it back to September thirty, and I got a flight out of Dublin as quarter to three or something like that. A know? more reasonable yeah. flight time. Yeah, that I could get up there in time, you know. And do, you, do they charge you for that flight change? No, they didn't, but uh, the only thing, um, says my son booked it and he put in a 20 kg bag for the week, which I wouldn't want, and he was going to kind of cancel that and he said, oh, no, 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 your bag is booked now in the story. And, and plus the fact that he had been hanging on for about an hour and a half before they answered the phone, they couldn't actually change it by email you had to actually speak to an agent. Yeah, well... When, when he, well, he was hanging on for an hour and a half one day, and then the next day he kind of got lucky, and the answer kind of pretty quickly, you know? I, I wish if... I wonder, is there some kind of trick? I suppose if there was, we'd know about it. 
to speed up being on hold? Some button or code or something? Yeah, well, he, he was only just lucky. I think he, okay. had, he, he waited well, for about an hour and a half the day before and then he just said, I'd give it a quick try tomorrow morning and, and he got on very quickly. Okay, so the lucky, runway work lucky, is from the... Ten, he just got lucky. The runway work is the 10th of September to the 22nd of November. And, you know, in Irish fashion, that could well run over from past yeah. the 22nd of... But... You got um, an in, you got a notification from Berlingus of a flight change. Um, at eventually, least, eventually, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was only about a couple of weeks ago, even though the flight was booked. Last I'm just time. wondering: is that an indicator for others who haven't heard anything from the likes of Ryanair and Aer Lingus that sooner, sooner, like in one case, there's somebody going out in the middle of July, and they're wondering, you know, when are they going to be told of a change? Do you think that they will automatically get notification at some stage? Well, Erlingus did anyway. I don't know what Ryanair would do, you know. But um, I, th- I thought they kind of let it late enough. Anyway, it was only a couple of weeks ago we actually got the notification of the, the change, you know. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't offer any kind of, uh, you know, say like that, we'd get you to Dublin if it's necessary type of thing, you know. Same same price and everything, yeah. Oh yeah, there was no change in the price. Yeah, yeah. No and and are you aware of the research out this morning that's saying that eighty percent of people have, even if they have an opportunity with two jabs and everything, are not going to travel this year at all? Yeah, I was kind of small bit sceptical because I'm in the I'm in the, the departure lounge area, like type of thing. So. <laughs> well, you only are you only are if you think you are, pal. I've got my two jabs uh, back in March anyway, so I'm, you know I said. Hopefully things will be after easing out a bit, like type of thing. You just I was, yeah, I was half thinking of cancelling it all together, but I said I'll go for it now. Anyway. October Lanzarote, why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you crave a bit of sunshine. Uh, well, I, I, I used to go every Christmas um, up to last year, type of thing. You know, to Lanzarote, and um, I'd, I'd always kind of go maybe. You know, another week here and there type yeah, of thing as bring well. Bring it on, bring it on. Okay. Well, listen. Thanks for that indication. Thanks for that indication that okay, you know, they do get them in touch at some stage. Appreciate it. Take care, Declan. All the best. Lines open one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. Eighteen fifty one zero four one zero six. Red FM. Father's Day Sunday. <laughs> With that in mind, another few dad jokes for you. I was telling you about the top ten. There's a big contest during the year with regards to the uh, the best uh, dad joke ever told. Um, and I've been reading out a few from time to time. It being Friday gives me license to read another few. Uh, like, for instance, what do you call a blind dinosaur? Um, uh, it's a, a do you think a saurus? Do you think he saw us? Uh, oh, another one. Two guys walk into a bar. Third guy ducked. I was wondering why the frisbee kept looking bigger and bigger, and then it hit me. Or what do you call a zombie who cooks stir fries? Dead man walking. They get worse. Actually, can they even get worse? Actually, some of them are quite funny. I started a new job recently, and these are from you guys now. I started a new job recently making mirrors. It was always something I could see myself doing. Jason says... A burglar broke into my house and stole, installed two litres of milk, a bottle of cream and a tub of butter. How dare he? <laughs> like that is funny, isn't it? I mean, that's actually funny. So, so what if I don't know what Armageddon means? So what if I don't know what Armageddon means? It's not the end of the world, like. Oh, nobody's laughing. I'm brave, though. I'm carrying on. Do you hear about the man whose wife left him and took the telly? No woman, no sky. <laughs> Come on, 
you got to find that funny. Why did Mr. Tato get a mobile phone for Christmas? In case Johnny Onion rings. <laughs> Dad jokes. I have a few batteries to give away. They're free of charge. <laughs> Says Chris. One final one. Did you hear the? Did you hear about the magic tractor? It drove down the road and turned into a field. What can you do? Keep them coming anyway, nonetheless. Text 0868104106. Dad's jokes, dad jokes. Poor old dads. Um, anyway, we're on the quest to find the feast, apparently. Alice? Hello? What is a feast? Ice cream? A what feast? Is, yeah. <laughs> ice cream ever. You know the feast ice cream? You know the one? There's chocolate on the outside. Yeah, and chocolate and crumble, isn't it? No, it's, well, there's chocolate with a little bit of chocolate. I think there's chocolate flakes or there's, there's something on the outside. Yeah. And then inside is the ice cream. And then you have the ice cream and then the best bit. There's the chocolate, the pure chocolate, solid chocolate inside. So it's chocolate, <laughs> layered on chocolate, layered on chocolate. So you have the chocolate on the outside. Yeah. Then you have the, cho- the ice cream in the inside and then the chocolate in, on the stick, you know. So when you eat the ice cream, you come to the chocolate again. Best ice cream ever. <laughs> and, and what's the problem? You can't find them, is it? I can't find them. So I've been all over. I cannot find them. So I'm just wondering, is there anyone, anyone in Cork who knows where you can get them? And where have you I been searching? Be, like, have you been in all the I, supermarkets? Everywhere. I've gone into every shop. So normally you can get the feast ice creams, you know, any shop. But I actually cannot find them. I've been everywhere. So I don't know, have they been taken off the market? Are they not available anymore? I don't know, but it's devastating. And yeah, you sound very upset. And have you asked behind the counter? I actually haven't. No, maybe I should have asked them. <laughs> you're, just, just, you're just rummaging through the ice cream I'm cabinets, is it? Through. I'll have, I have to take another ice cream then, but it's just not the same. And know? what comes close to the feast, the HB feast? Oh, nothing compared to it. <laughs> uh, but surely a magnum would do, would it? Well, it does the job, but it's just, it's no feast, you know. There's no ice cream in the middle, you know. Once you get the ice cream, you come to the chocolate again, you know. <laughs> you know you can buy them in four boxes, apparently. Oh, really? Well, I have a photograph of the feast in front of me. It's called Feast Original by Four, which means you can get four at one time. I I wonder is that more of a a man ice cream, though, then? You should have a more dainty look. You should have a more dainty thing like in your hand, like a Cornetto or something. Oh, really? Yeah, Cornetto is nice, too, but no. There is something about the feast. The feast is the best ice cream you could get. And this is your time, (laughs) is it? Summertime and feasts. Summertime, you know, when I want to treat myself to a feast ice cream and there's none available, it's just so sad. And is this just a time to time pleasure, like, or do you have a problem? Oh, time to time, yeah, you know, but it's devastating. You go in, you know, a nice day, you want to treat yourself to a nice feast ice cream and you'll have to settle for something else. What about a 99 with a flake on top of it? A 99 is nice too, but you know, sometimes a 99 just won't do the job, you know, you need a nice feast ice cream. Okay, we need to find a feast to satisfy your craving. I know. Otherwise, you'll have a devastating summer. I know, it's going to be a long, devastating summer without a piece of ice cream. Okay. And um, where are you? I'm from McCroom. Are you in McCroom? I am, yeah. So how far are you willing to travel from, from McCroom? I travel all over Cork for this ice cream. Okay. We have 40 minutes to find out whether or not Feast has been discontinued, or maybe it's just that the shops in McCroom have forgotten about the Feast. <laughs> That could be it too. <laughs> Make sure we got loads of them up here in Cork City. Yeah, I travel. I get into the car straight away. I'd be up. <laughs> Would there be? A, yeah, if you if we find them and you bring a cooler box, you could bring back a couple of dozen. Yeah, I'd stock up then. You know, just to make sure I, <laughs> I won't. Can, run I, out. can I just say, not that anybody cares what a man thinks. I think it looks disgusting. 
have you not tried uh, one, Neil? No, no, I wouldn't because there's way too much chocolate going on there for me. Ah, uh, but the chocolate makes it, you know. No, it's the chocolate uh, that makes it the nicest ice cream. That would be the day written off for me if I had a feast. <laughs> I know, you'll have to try one and then let me know. Hang on a second. Amy is up in Bill's shop in Farn Fairhill. Amy. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Never mind about me. Have you any have you any <laughs> HB feast? <laughs> we do. They're very hard to get. Why? I don't know. I don't know if it's Brexit or manufacturing. I'm not sure, but I am. Um, our lovely delivery man gave us a box of them yesterday, so we have them in fresh above. This morning. Did he say they were in short supply? There's a lot of them, Neil. There's a lot of them this summer that um that are very hard to get. Yeah, they are. That's devastating. So does the vast majority of ice creams like them come in from overseas? I know I don't know. Right. All I know would be the ice cream man that comes to us above and if there's something a particular customer is looking for, we'll ask him for it. If he has it brilliant and if not then he will try his best to order it and have it in for the next delivery. But I know there's a few bits and pieces at the moment that are very hard to get. Like what else is hard to get? The wibbly wobbly wonder? Do you know, they're gone. <laughs> I know, I you know. There are three screamers, there's small little ice creams in the packet, there's six in a packet. Yeah. Um, they're very hard to get. You know, we have them in, but they're, they're hard to get. The Oreo sandwich, they're hard to get. Um, the brunch was hard to get, but we got it in. Um, Loop to loops, we got them in. So, no, we have a full, we have two full freezers above today full of ice cream. And what am I going to do about Alice? She's in McCroom. <laughs> oh, I enjoy about me. No, I Amy, will you, will, you, will you eat one on her behalf, maybe? That's cruel, Neil. You can't say things like that. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> if, if Alice would like to take a trip up there today in this beautiful summer oh, day, really I will bring Bill and I will ask her to put away, put not away a couple for her. You're not going to drive from McCroom to Fairfield Stores and not pull her. Have you got a cooler box and a couple of those? You know, you can get those ice cooler boxes. You put those blocks of ice in with them. You got those? Did they arrive from McCroom? Do you have those in McCroom? <laughs> I'd say we might. <laughs> I'll have to have a look. Brilliant. Hang on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. This is this is just getting madder and madder. Martin. <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're, you're doing nothing today, are you? I'm finished, so... Will you, um, I, I collect the ice cream in Fairhill and deliver it as close to McCroom as she wants. But it'll melt. Uh, we'll get a cooler box somewhere. So, how many... What do you think of that, Alice? <laughs> well, I'm actually coming up to Cork later, so I actually can collect it myself. All I'm right. Okay. Friend. Okay. Yeah, so okay. thank you so much, though. Jesus, you're very good. Martin, that, that <laughs> is a lovely, kind gesture from a super Cork man, but she's sorted in that department. I'd say she's actually okay, probably in the, in the car as we speak. But thanks all the same, pal. Yeah, thanks so much. You're very good. All right, take care of yourself. All right. So um, when, when, when you arrive then, uh, uh, Alice, make sure you get a photograph with Amy and send it on to me, will you? <laughs> I will. Do you think you'll be Amy, able to... Amy, Bill, Bill is above there. I'm not working today, so I'll ring Bill there now. And I'll ask Bill to put a couple away for Alice. Um, uh, there's no problem there, but I, I'm not there myself today. Okay, how many do you need, Alice? <laughs> How many do you have? I know one will do me fine. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. And would the shops in McCroom ever cop on and stop torturing exactly, this poor girl? Yeah, I'll have to have a word with you them. Know, it's not stop, unfortunately. What? 
It's not the shop, unfortunately. It's just really, really hard to get at the minute. All right. Okay. We let him off the hook on that one. <laughs> we let him go. Okay. All right. I'm getting, I'm getting all the texts as well. They're available as well, apparently. <laughs> Tesco are selling feasts in boxes of four. Um, and also, we have individual feasts in Centra in Bishopstown. So, Cork City has loads of them. They have feast ice cream in all of the Iceland shops. Have you got an Iceland and McCroom? We have an Iceland Manicotic, so I could go up there all and right. stop okay. up. But, but don't do that. Do, go, to, go to Bill's shop first, because I want the photograph, all right? I will, yeah. And then you can rock home with the whole box load of them from somewhere else. Is that all right with you? <laughs> Perfect. All right, okay. All right. Happy to be here to uh, oblige and to solve your, quand- your quandary <laughs> for you. Thank so much for that. All right, all the best. Well done, Amy. Thanks for picking up the phone. Thank Cheers. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Okay, the HB feast. At least that crisis was averted. That's what I'm here from. Do you know from time to time you come across articles that are just really, really funny and very well put together. There was one of them, I think part two of it is in Monday's Examiner, but the first part of it, it's written by Suzanne Harrington. She was talking about, after all that we've gone through over the past 15, 16 months, of course, it's been bad enough with regards to communication skills and everything like that, and re-socialising. Uh, but the article had more to do with, I suppose it does cover that, to be quite honest with you. There was the, it was like middle-aged dating, and how it's a bit like job hunting, or interviewing for a job, uh, and, and the different protocols that are involved, and the do's or don'ts and much of the do's or don'ts that she's writing about are, are the, the, the do's and do's the do's and don'ts for the men right and the things that men do I suppose the first stage of it all is the dating site so that's probably a tinder or something like that but anyway with that in mind Suzanne joins me by phone Suzanne good morning hi there Neil how are you I'm well first up what is when we say middle age dating what age is middle age well, I don't know. I mean, I'm 53 and I kind of consider myself middle-aged, but, okay. you know, I'm probably not because I probably won't live to be 106, but <laughs> I suppose 40s, 50s, that kind of thing. Okay. Even 60s, it's a kind of blanket term for people who are a bit old. Yeah, a bit, no, a bit older. A bit older, yeah. yeah. You, you know, the menopause and bifocals and, you know, that kind of thing, but not, 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 not like... Not like long ago where that just meant you were basically dead. You know, we're still out there. We're still enjoying our lives. But, and, yeah. And, and, and the word, ba- a lot less baggage comes to mind. I, I don't know whether you li- read in the article whether you like the word baggage or not, but you do say that middle-aged dating doesn't come with a lot of the other things that younger dating comes with, with the prospect of trying to find a husband and a father and a, a, a man who will bear me children. There's none of that kind of stuff involved, so there's not. Yeah, not. I mean, for for women, no. Just because of our our biological, you know, limitations, there isn't that kind of urgency. But yeah, I think the word baggage is awful, and I wouldn't trust anybody in middle age who who's you know never married, never had children. It's like, well, what's wrong with you? Why you know what I mean? You got baggage. <laughs> <laughs> you know where? What are, are you, Norman Bates? Who are you? It doesn't. It doesn't. It, 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 people put that as a sort of a reassurance, but actually, it's the opposite. It would make it would make me run a mile if somebody said that because I was just thinking, have you lived in in a cave on your own since you were born? You know so, what's going on? Like like the field trip begins, um, really begins on the dating site. Uh, so you're so you're looking at the things that men are saying, is it? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the thing I wrote really was just about dating profiles. I didn't, I, I ran out of word space long before I could even get to the 
stuff that happens in real life. It's just, you know, there's a lot one can say about it. But yeah, the profiles. I think a lot of men make the mistake of, especially older ones, make the mistake of writing profiles subconsciously or unconsciously for other men. And they don't seem to realise that women have no interest in in seeing them in on their bikes, posing on their motorbikes, or in their middle-aged male lycra, you know, doing marathons. And it's just it's just so boring. We you said you said that you're not interested in your lycra-related endeavours. Aiming no. your phone at the gym mirror is teenage boy stuff. And your producer was just saying before before you, before we, you. Uh, before when you were still talking about the ice cream, she was saying that there's a thing now where men take photographs of themselves in the bathroom. I, I haven't come across that, thank God. I think that that might be because I'm too old. Are they a younger man's thing? The fellows who take photos in the bathroom mirror posing kind of thing. Lightly, I desperately hope so. Lightly I clad. Hope so. <laughs> oh no, I mean, no, that's just. That's just so. I mean, obviously, if you're on, it, it depends on what site you're on. If you're specifically just interested in bathroom selfies, then fine. But this is, you know, trying to form a meaningful connection, a, a well-rounded, meaningful connection. But with, hang on uh, a second. Surely, surely, a plus would be photographs of a hopefully well-toned man who's into the things that you say that they shouldn't be posting: snowboarding, bungee jumping, marathon running, mountain climbing. What's wrong with a mountain climbing man? This is boring. I mean, it's fine. Do what you like. Do what you like. But if you're trying to attract somebody, it, it's like, it, it's you know, it's that thing about, you know, about men communicate via display of things and women communicate differently than that. And so when a man displays his motorbike or his mountain climbing or his whatever, he's basically doing it for other men. Not Do you know what I mean? Like when men get together and they're all in motorbike leathers, they're doing it for each other. It's like a peacock display. Whereas for women, that just it just shuts us down. We want to know about what you know, how you think, and what your values are, and what your what you know, what culturally, what you're into. We, we don't really care if you've climbed down. What what probably... kind of photograph do you suggest? A passport photograph. <laughs> You yeah. should see my passport photograph. <laughs> no, but just something that kind of gives an indication of where they're at, you know, but not up a month. And not in scuba diving gear. <laughs> so many men put scuba, di- you know, they're scuba diving. <laughs> Very impressive. But how, how do we know what you look like? Because you're covered in rubber. <laughs> you know, go to a different site for that. Now, <laughs> some of the terms they use, they, they use them, do you think, because they see other guys using them? You know, the, you talk about, like, no baggage is one of them. Give me examples of other ones that wreck your head. Seeking a partner in crime. Oh, please, <laughs> no. Um, Lame. Doesn't take life too seriously. <laughs> Everyone seems to put that. Or then if they say looking for something casual, then you just keep going because that just means they're not, you know, they're they're just there for something just you know a quickie but which is fine but if you're not there for a quickie and also fun is a is just a euphemism for sex so if you're here looking for fun it's kind of okay bye but I, you know i'm too old for that I, I couldn't get my head around this dead fish are you actually talking about an actual dead fish yeah 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 so many anglers on there holding <laughs> up pictures of dead fish like, <laughs> like on a dating site to attract 
human beings, they have held up dead fish as a thing of look at me and my dead fish. Maybe it's a yeah, maybe it's a Neanderthal thing, you know. I'm the man. I'm the provider. I will protect you. <laughs> but that's yeah, fine. But this isn't the Neanderthal age. We're in 2021, and there's an awful lot of people out there who are vegans. But even if they're not <laughs> vegans, nobody wants to see a dead fish other than maybe another angler to ah. compare notes. I love that. No dead fish. I love that it's line. Where you, okay, so we've done the dead fish and the lycra and everything else. Then there is the um, the posed come hither shot of head on pillow. The smouldering oh. selfie. Really? Oh God. Yeah, and also that's not, you know, the, the bathroom shot seems to be a younger guy thing because they probably have, they're probably more toned but the, the come hither thing on the pillow, you know if you lie on a pillow and you hold the phone above you, it gives you a gravity facelift and an awful lot of men have copped onto this. <laughs> and so, they're doing the gravity facelift pillow shot and it's just, no, don't do that because we're not there yet. We haven't even met. I don't know anything about you. I just want to meet you for coffee. Please don't. And also they do, they, they do another thing um, where they clutch, they always have, they have two glasses of champagne or, or else if they're nervous, they're holding a pint. There's an awful lot of ones holding pints or holding alcohol drink, alcoholic drinks. And it's just, the message is, come on, let's get drunk and then you can go back and we can lie on my pillow together and maybe talk about the fish. Don't you feel sorry? Yeah. You're making me feel sorry for my sex. We're confused enough trying to read the signs in this world when it comes to the other sex. And it's just getting harder listening to you. What should they be yeah. doing? <laughs> I suppose what's really attractive is just somebody who who writes something a bit from the heart, you know, rather than, I like lion taming and, you know, buffalo wrangling. It's like, I don't care. I just want to know what you're like as a human being. And just natural and normal and not normal, but natural. Weird is great, but weird is great. How weird? Well, you know, just like not weird, but being yourself, being authentic. So a lot of this, so much stuff. And I mean, it's not the fault of any individual men. It's the fact that we're now trying to connect with each other using thumbnails on dating apps on our phones. It's completely not very natural. And so the, the, it's very difficult in that context to be authentic. And a lot of men confuse authenticity with prowess of, you know, catch, hello, I can catch a dead fish. That's right. right? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So don't put, I mean? yeah, don't put on an act. I was looking at, I was just when I, I knew I was going to be chatting with you, so I just started doing a bit of Googling on it as you do. And I just had to give up in the end because there's so much advice for both sexes when it comes to uh, to dating and the do's and the don'ts. I mean, there was even one giving the seven kick-ass online dating tips for women over 35. That's how deep I got into this. And one of them said, do not engage in duck-lipped selfies. What's that, you know? Is that the pouting, pouting pose? Yeah, I mean, I, I might sound like I'm being really sexist. It's, the only reason I'm being sexist is because I'm a straight woman and so the profiles I look at are for straight men. So that's my kind of field of expertise, you know, if you like. But have you looked at but, photographs of women where a lot of them have the very same stand, the one foot in front of the other kind of thing, side on, and a pouting, duck-lipped mouth? I haven't, but the guys that I meet for coffee who tell me that... Um, they tell me that the things that they hate the most are Snapchat filters, 
where you put on the bunny ears oh, and the, I can't you know, understand that at all. The animal, so you turn yourself into a sort of a Disney animal, <laughs> or the duck lip, <laughs> or the pouty stuff, or or else I, you know, <laughs> sometimes it can be yeah, just just no, you know, <laughs> just and, just. No. And then another side said, and I won't talk any more about other ones because I could be here all day. It said that the older men get, the younger the women, they message online. Is that right? That I you, don't know because I'm 53. But you could be hit on, they said, by a guy in his 70s when you're in your 40s. I, I, I suppose, yeah, I mean, people, I think, I think men would really chance their arm. I don't, I don't know. I've, if I were hit on, if I were hit on, I just you, you can put age control stuff on on your you know on your specifics. So I don't want anybody messaging me who's like old enough to be my granddad. So I kind of block that. You know, there is the facility to do that. There's um there is a girl who's doing a weekly column in the Telegraph on Saturdays. I don't know if you're aware of her, and she is going through the dating game, having come out of a divorce. I think she's three or four weeks into the column, um, but she she had an incredibly difficult start because the very first date, your man uh, turned out to be, uh, let me just put it politely, an awful awful lot older than he had let on to be. I wonder if there's a lot of that. Well, you know, I could disclose that recently I met somebody for coffee <laughs> and they look they turned up looking like their dad <laughs> and it turned out that they that their day job was digital manipulation. <laughs> I swear to god this is this is this happened to me directly. So the guy literally turned up looking like a picture of his dad. <laughs> How are, and, and, that, and uh, was that the one and only, or have, have you had other coffee dates? Oh, I've had lots and lots and lots and lots of coffee dates because that's how you know that's that's the aim is to sit down and have a conversation. And has one but ever well a conversation or an interview? Which <laughs> <laughs> well, they are like interviews. Did of any of them lead, because any of them lead to a mm-hmm. second? Oh yes, yes, I have. I have since stopped with the the dating thing now and kind of developing a conversation with just one person. But the um, the the thing of yeah, just the thing of 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 of, of um, photoshopping your own face is, I think that's even worse than putting on the, the 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 Snapchat bunny ears and stuff. I think you know you just got to be a bit honest. Be good to get calls from others who think uh, what the biggest turn off to a dating a person is, or the biggest turn off to the lines that are used. Um, uh, you know, with with regards to coming out of COVID and lack of communication and socialising over the past fifteen or sixteen months, did any of that provo- prove was a, prove a problem for you? Just the ability to have a conversation? No, because all the well, yeah, I mean. Everything was kind of outdoors. There was an awful lot of outdoor coffee. There was an awful lot of. Um, I live on the beach, so there was a lot of sitting on the beach. There was a lot of quite cold coffee. There was a lot of warm clothes, but lots of chatting. I mean, people still wanted to converse and, you know, connect because, yeah, COVID didn't didn't didn't. Um, I was yeah. I, I've only been dating quite recently, but um, so it's been as we've come out of COVID. But yeah. 
outdoors has been good. I saw a very funny thing. I was just flicking through channels there recently. You know what I was doing? You know, David Schwimmer, who was in in Friends. Do you remember him? Yeah. Uh, this yeah. this this show, whatever it was, anyway, he was behind a keyboard screen. He must have been providing a business or a service. And there was this guy on a date, right? So this guy's sitting in the restaurant, and the girlfriend's sitting on the other side. Of, oh, sorry, the date is sitting on the other side of the table, and Schwimmer is talking to him in his ear. It's obviously it's a great business idea if you think of it. He's giving him tips because he can hear the conversation going on between the two and Schwimmer is telling him what to say next, what to order off the menu, uh, what wine to pick, all of this stuff. Obviously, it went completely haywired and, and just completely fell apart. But I thought it was very funny that, you know, you could actually, is there anything like that? Do you think audio coaching at dates where somebody's telling you in your ear, this is the answer to the question, this is the thing you say next? <laughs> God, that's horrific. Are you kidding? That's probably that's probably where we're going, you know. No, surely, surely human communication hasn't got to that level of crapness that we need some David Schwimmer guy talking in an earpiece. But on the basis of what we're basis of what we're chatting about, maybe men need a little bit more help in other departments, including what to say on a first date, what to talk about. I think, no, I don't know. I think it's the artificial medium of the apps is, it has created a whole kind of genre of, of, of comedy awful. But I think once people meet face to face, you know, then just humanity kicks in and people converse. And if they're, if they're compatible, the conversation will flow. And if they're not, then it's, thank you very much. Very nice to meet you. And off you go. But, you know, you can't force something. You can't have some bloody David Schwimmer telling you what to say because that's just... What, you got, what are you going to take David Schwimmer to bed with you? You know what I mean? Is he going to be in the room as well? No, come on, you know? Ridiculous. <laughs> We're still human. I know, I know. too much technology. I know. know, tell me about it. So what are you doing, part two on Monday then, is it? <laughs> yeah, that was just about the babies because they... Again, middle-aged dating—they tend to put pictures of their families, <laughs> or else they. T- and, and there's another one thing that they do, which is really, really bad, and I think women probably do it too. But the, the group shot. <laughs> so you've got you've got the three guys with the three pints all smiling <laughs> in the selfie, and you're thinking, well, which one are you? <laughs> Are you the one who looks like a spud or are you the hot one? And how am I supposed to guess? But, but, you know? Put an arrow over your head. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the ones who have the babies and they, they're they holding up their babies and are a baby. Like, like no, we don't like, we don't want to see that. We, we like puppies, but not babies. Gentlemen, regard this then, this conversation on a lesson and advice (laughs) on dating. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Mind yourself. Cheers, Suzanne. Thanks. Bye. Suzanne Harrington, part two on Monday. Um, And her article is now up on the Red FM Facebook page and also at Neil Red FM uh, now. Uh, If you've had any dating disasters, I'd love to hear from you, Jenna, follow up on that because we are, of course, going into more opportunities to get together, to socialise and to meet the maybe uh, the dream man or woman of your, of your life so do get in touch text or email neil at redfm.ie text 0868104106 dating disasters particularly the, where it started online with the photograph and the profile 
and worked out completely different. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. And I can't allow the week to end with Father's Day on Sunday without at least doing something for fathers on Sunday. And I'm delighted to say that the Metropole Hotel have given me two of their Father's Day man boxes and they're available at the hotel to collect um, today, tomorrow and Sunday only. Now the entire box is 40 euro per adult and I have two of them to give away now for the dad in your life. 1850-104-106 callers 10 and 11 I believe for dad and you can pick him up over the weekend and he love you for it they are um, and there was one dropped out here yesterday a 10 hour braised feather blade, feather blade of beef with crispy onion rings and a mint yogurt dip all stuffed into a flatbread beautiful Matt O'Connell uh, Pat O'Connell that should be I'd imagine smoked salmon uh, loaded with cream cheese, pickled red onion on Cutbirth's soda bread. And then there's this jumbo sausage roll that dad will love with a sweet tomato relish. And then the most beautiful scones and a gorgeous Swiss roll, or at least there was a Swiss roll. Yeah, it was a homemade mini Swiss roll. Double chocolate and beamish cookies. Imagine that. Big, huge biscuit of double chocolate and beamish and some mini strawberry Swiss roll. And of course, you got to throw in the Yorkie bar. The man bar. So that's in there as well. There's also a bottle of craft beer, I believe, from Balavorni, and a pair of and a pair of co-op socks, colory socks. So it's fabulous. You can order on the hotel's website of the Metropole or call to the hotel and order. But I got it all wrong because I put the uh, sweet tomato relish with the beef in the flatbread and I should have put it with the sausage roll, but it tasted fantastic nonetheless. So get dialing for that, one 106 for Father's Day. Uh, some fast shout-outs now for Free Food Friday and we'll pick our winners as well. Morning to everybody, AP, Vaughan Recycling and Tower, Bridgewater Homes in Blackrock, Focus Video and Bal- Physio and Balancholic. To everybody at Little Island Transport in Tivoli listening, Trevor Toolhire on Victoria Road, O'Brien's Free Range Eggs in Whitechurch, Long Insulation, Hungry Puppies in Ballyvalan, Rachel, Deirdre and all of the staff in the South Infirmary Vaccination Clinic working so hard. Carberry Foods and Ballonine would love pizza. Sub-Zero Cryotherapy. Dennehy's Health and Fitness in Blackpool. What's have I got for you? I'm due a baby on Tuesday and I'd love a night off cooking. Pizza would be great, says Natalie. Paddy Murray Auctioneers and Bandon are listening. In Treo, uh, in Hanover Street, Ballina Carriga testing site in Don Manway. Uh, morning, I'm a public health nurse and currently redeployed and each and every staff there at the testing site are fantastic. So that's probably a vac- uh, COVID testing site. Um, Cork Clean Solutions in Monogorny Yard in Ballyvala in Maribor Hill. And just two Cork Farm Machineries and everybody at Lara National School in Bandon. So that's the shout outs finished. In a few minutes time, three winners, three pizzas each with sides. So hang in there for that. Last word this morning probably will go to the great PJ McNamara, but I would love to get more disastrous dating stories, particularly, you know, where the profiles did not add up to a hill of beans when it came to the person themselves. Online dating. PJ, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you You, you can't understand dating apps or even the need for them in the first place, is it? Well, you can understand the need from, um, obviously, generations have changed from my generation. I'm 57 now, but I mean, the whole thing about like meeting a girl at a pub or whatever the case may be was it was the chase, it was the capture, it was the the, the, the flutter in your heart and you, will I ask her out, will she, you know, putting your heart in the sleeve kind of thing. It seems to be gone out the window now, along with the art of conversation, because you know, you read a profile on, on somebody and you meet them in a restaurant and sit down. The conversation is more or less gone because 
you know, do you drive? Do you, <laughs> you know, you're saying that, that woman, I really enjoyed the article that the, the, the woman wrote. And, and I Suzanne Harrington, yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. far as the profile pictures and that is concerned, because um, one of my daughters was on a there for a while. And I, I, oh, God, Neil, what has happened to mankind? <laughs> <laughs> as in, as in, they were thick, is it? Ah, like the woman was saying, like lads in the forties sending photographs there, you know, putting up bare-chested photographs. And I mean, I'm standing in the middle of Patrick Street here now, and I'm 57 years of age. I'm 18 stone, and I'm standing here in my string vest and and, and my bicycle shorts, you know. Good luck. So Good luck trying to catch a date in that gear, pal. Good luck. The game is gone. The flirt is gone. The chase is gone. So how did you meet your wife? Uh, which one? There was. <laughs> I was married twice previous. I, tell you what, I was married twice previous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but many, many years ago, as you spoke to you before, so I had Kenny Borders, but I was about 14. And I went into my friend's house. And there was a small little blonde girl standing behind his mum. And she would have been the same age as me. So we went for, we went to, I went to walk her home that evening. She lived a little bit away from home. We had a little kiss, first kiss ever. But through one thing and another, the relationship didn't, didn't last at that stage. But the last day I would have seen her was um, the day my nan was buried, the woman that, that reared me. Um, and we we just went separate ways after that. We were both very young. But 35 years later, my biological mum died. And I was standing behind the hearse. And I turned around and it was, my, it was Maggie standing behind me. Yeah, that's lovely. That's, and, and you took it from there. You know, and she was living, I was living, I was living, she was living in Cork. I was living in Portage at the time. And like she knew, she had heard that my... Mum had died, and she would have known my mum briefly, but always got on well with her. And my Rosie, my mum used to say to me, "That's a grand step of a little girl." <laughs> but now I know, yeah. But now we have well, all sorts. Well, wait, well, wait I tell you, sure, didn't I go and put my foot in it the same day because she was with a friend of hers, which was also an ex-girlfriend of mine, <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mary, uh, the girl Mary came over and she gave me hugs and said, "I'm sorry to hear about Rosie, you know." And I said, "Thank you." And uh, Maggie was standing behind her, and of course, I reached out my hand and I said, "Oh, I said hello." I said, "I thought I knew all the good-looking blondes in Portlaoise. Obviously, I don't." Oh God! Oh cheesy! Oh God! Ah, you talk about putting your foot in the nail, sweet Jesus. Next thing she looked at me and just paid her. She says, you don't remember me? She says, it's Maggie. I just said to myself, yeah, effing. <laughs> he just, what are you after doing? Should have gone to Specs Safers. <laughs> oh, you should have gone, yeah. So anyway, um, anyway we, the- met through, we met up through Facebook, started talking. And we got married in the Green Park about two, year, two years ago, 27 the next month. But it's very tough now on people. They don't have the time, you know, their lives are different. It is, and the I, COVID doesn't help as well. And I know when you talk about the chase and the flirt and the game and trying to impress, the, and also the will I, won't I moment, will I ask her out, won't I, will I ask her to dance, you know, they're gone like a lot of it. It's gone like that, you know, it's changed. Yeah, or even younger dating. Like I have a daughter now of, of 18 and I have children in their 20s and 30s. And it's all done. It's all, you know as well as I do, Neil, you walk into a pub now 
people got their heads stuck in a phone. Yeah, yeah, stayed away or from Or at me, least yeah. more than half of a pub. If you walk into a pub with 20 people, 10 people are on their phones. And that's an equal split between male and female. And it's not very easy to walk up to strangers either without being deemed as being a bit of a weirdo, you know? Yeah, but you see, this is one thing I find. Uh, uh, again, as you know, I, I, I moved to, to, to Cork. And you can do that in Cork City. I've, I've done it several... Standing in a queue... Strike up a conversation, you. yeah. Strike up the conversation. I'm a talkie, as you probably guessed. Yeah. I'm a talkie, and you turn to the person behind you, man or woman, and, you know, you just say, oh, grand day, or... Yeah, and off you go and see where it goes. Listen, I'm out of time, but I hope to come back to this on Monday. It'll also give you an opportunity to go home and take off that string vest. Neil Prendeville, the voice of Cork. Weekdays 9 to 12, Cork's Red FM.